7 o'clock. You know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And uh, boy, um, there's not a lot of good news to talk about today, everybody. But we're going to do our best to get through it and um, maybe have a laugh or two along the way, but definitely not at anybody's expense who's suffering right now. Uh, but of course, welcome to the program. Uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello, sir. I missed out on my uh, paper towel toss, but I'm okay. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. We're going to help you out. Thank you. Have a good time. Thank you. Shit. Um, Shit. Yeah. So uh, Trump is a fucking idiot. He's treating the whole... Uh, yeah. We're Tonight is all about uh, Las Vegas and Puerto Rico. And, and, you know, it's it's so disgusting what's going on with Trump regarding both. It's just... it's stomach churning uh and of course the entire right wing and i'm sure rain from four freedoms blog would agree with me wholeheartedly down in washington dc hi i'm shaking a can of chicken breast oh my before god. i threw my tuna oh my, my god you did that i know hi, everybody i know and we'll get to the we'll get to the puerto rico stuff uh, in the second half of the show but for for the time being we're gonna we're gonna start with uh, what happened in Las Vegas, where a good guy with a gun decided to uh, exercise his Second Amendment rights because that's exactly what he was, and that's how he's being treated by the right wing media in the NRA. How could this possibly happen? He seems so well adjusted. He's he gets, so wealthy. Oh yeah, yeah. The guy was lots of from, money. From what I found out, the guy was worth about eleven million dollars. Now, mm -hmm. to me, I, I think I know what the motivation is for this. Is it's uh, I, I think the guy was bored. I think the guy was bored in his uh, rich white male entitlement. Said, you know what? Let's just go out in style. I'm bored. I've done everything I want to do. Let's just buy a bunch of guns. Just do this. Really? That's what I think. That's what I, I really think, because I, I, I think that this is this is the so the omega the white male privilege. It's it's the omega of ultimate white male privilege. This mm. is the this is the be all end all. This is somebody who's just like you know, uh, just I just think he was indifferent. I don't think he cared a bit. I think, you know, uh, just, you know, I, I, I really think that, you know, people are so desensitized and that the gun culture in this country is so fetishized and uh, porn uh, and turned into gun porn. And, you know, you're not a man if you don't have a gun. 
you know i think these freaks just you know have they've pushed it to the the, the nra has gotten its way so much with the politicians in this country and run roughshod over all of us that when sandy hook happened everybody wanted to do something but nothing happened nothing crying parents mm-hmm. the the only thing that happened from sandy hook was really the birth of internet fake news on steroids mm-hmm. that's the only thing mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing that came out of sandy hook you know the, right. again sandy hook a good nra family the mother took nra classes and gave her little boy everything he wanted whatever that kid's mental state was i don't know none of my fucking business but it becomes everybody's business when he's armed to the teeth and he goes out and he starts killing fuck, you know. Ugh. You mean if it happened? Yeah. Mm. I already saw some mm. sick bastards calling calling this a, a false flag. In I was waiting. I was waiting. Oh, they were. They. Uh, I mean. Ugh. But yeah, this is what it. This is where we are in this country. That that the the point of no return was Sandy Hook. <laughs> And now we yes. need to. Well, there was somebody. There was somebody who, um, and I keep seeing it retweeted, and I, I sadly can't disagree with it. It was retweeted after after Newtown, after Sandy Hook, when the person said the end of gun control is here. If we couldn't, we're not doing anything about this. We're never going to do anything. No. And um, I don't disagree. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to agree with it. I, I, I really don't. I really don't. I, I just don't. feel like we're we're at a point where, if uh, you know, I mean, if you, it, it, again in that whole bullshit line, you know, okay, thoughts and prayers. How many thoughts and prayers have actually saved mm. lives? How many thoughts and prayers? Um, let me see. Let me get my, get my calculator out. Um, zero. Mm-hmm. And I want to punch anybody in the throat who says to me, well, what kind of laws would have prevented this? I don't know. Let's start small and work point, our though. fucking way up. I mean, th- yeah, dear like- God, that's not even the point. When people say that, oh, that just aggravates me. You know? And, and then, you know, well, and I've seen so many people out there in message boards and everything, and I'm not even going to play the clip because I'm so fucking mad about this, but I've seen so many people out there say, oh, okay, this is what happens when you have a gun-free zone. It wasn't a gun-free zone. There were guys in the in the bands and guys on the tour that had concealed mm-hmm. weapons. It and wasn't a fucking gun-free free zone. How The concert who had guns. This guy was, what, three 300... Uh, was he 300 yards away plus he was up on the 32nd floor yeah mm-hmm. how many people like would, would you kill with a thousand feet away yeah and, and his That's bullets what from what i understand his bullets were dropping by two feet in their trajectory from where he was shooting so if you think about somebody with a handgun Trying to shoot somebody on the 32nd floor oh just aim two feet higher i don't even know if that's how it works but, you know, these, these fucking nincompoops don't even understand, like, just basic physics. Well, if they're, well, they, well, well, maybe there'd be somebody in the neighboring uh, hotel rooms that, that would have found out who he was and done it. 
They would have taken care of them. Fucking armchair quarterbacks. Everybody fucking thinks they know how it's going to stop. I mean, Joe, you brought up, well, Rambo, you know, shot down an airplane or a helicopter with a bow and arrow. I mean, that's what these that's fucking right. people believe. They yeah. think Rambo's they a think goddamn a documentary. <laughs> I love that. I loved when you said that. But, you know, you mentioned what good, what law would prevent this. Well, let, let's start with... We're trying to figure out where this guy got these guns and what and, and how how these guns get traced. How about we start with a law that says we have a a, a, a gun database? Okay, yeah. that would be simple. Okay, and our law enforcement would have to spend the next three months going through ten tons of paperwork to trace back where these guns came from and whether or not this guy was part of a conspiracy or what the hell he was up to. They could go to the database, but the NRA. Oh no, that's an invasion of privacy. We can't have that. So let's. How about we start with that? At least we can make law enforcement investigations easier. Okay. I, I would really just like for us to reinstate the assault weapons ban. Well, Chris that's Murphy, another thing. Chris Murphy has been all over on CNN, MSNBC. I don't know if he's been on Fox, but I've just I've been seeing, you know, um, clips from Chris Murphy all over saying there has been a significant and we don't even have to do the stats here, but there's been an incredibly significant increase in these kind of mass shootings since yeah. that ban was allowed to sunset. Oh, absolutely. And our last human president, Obama, is is uh, uh, saying the same thing right now. You know? And and, and here's, here's the thing. I want to say to anybody out there who loves hoarding guns, um, I'm not going to count on you. You know, you, uh, you right now, right now, you claim the, the LaPierre rule that you're all good guys with guns. Only as long, but I don't trust that you're not going to become a bad guy with a gun because that this guy, I mean, this is fucking, I mean, listen to this audio clip, three seconds from Fox, Fox and friends first, something I just fucking learned about. Yes. Apparently there's an early edition of Fox and friends and this woman, Heather Childers said this, the firearms that this gentleman owned were legal. The firearms that this gentleman owned were legal. This gentleman with the guns who slaughtered 60 people and wounded hundreds more. This gentleman. That's not even true, though. They would have had a motivation. They would have had a motivation already had this guy, his name, been anything else other than, you know, some European-sounding name. And if he had dark skin. You know, they already, mm -hmm. the, the fake news outlets already were mm. running pictures of a Latino man claiming that it was him, or at least somebody with a darker complexion. He looked Latino to me. I don't know. But, you know, I mean, but they, you know, the, the, and, and it's still on Facebook. You can find these fake mugshots still on Facebook. But yeah, this gentleman with the guns, they were perfectly legal. Well, it sure sounded like automatic fire to me from the in those videos. Nobody's I mean, in in I I've recently learned this. Semi-automatic is one bullet comes out for each time you dep depress the trigger. Fully automatic is you hold the trigger down and bullets just keep coming out. And there's no fucking way that that was anything other than an automatic weapon or an assault rifle that had been modified to be 
automatic, which everybody's like, well, Thank in that you. in that case, that's illegal. That's illegal what well, he did right there. Well, it was also illegal that he killed 60 <laughs> fucking people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No matter yeah, how he did it. Well, he, well, you know what? He could have done it from a knife, with a knife from that uh, that height, right? He could have used no. his foot, like Dana Perino said. He could have been up in that hotel suite and used his foot to kill those people or use his car from that distance. Fucking... Mm. And that's the thing. When that woman said, this gentleman... Oh, God. I heard that gunshot. There was a reason why I put up my status date update yesterday that said it sounded like a war zone. That wasn't a semi-automatic weapon. Not that it should make a goddamn difference, but that guy altered that gun. Or had uh, one that was, you know, or he bought a fully automatic or rifle. Bought, or he bought one illegally. It's This is everyone well, it, in this is the everyone is, in the, the NRA is, right I, now. I, he is everyone in the NRA this guy. He's every one of them. Yeah. That's who he is. That's the motivation. It's the gun fetish culture. It's what's desensitized and killed the souls of millions of Americans who are now all fully capable of going out and committing these mass slaughters for no reason whatsoever other than they fucking feel like it. Yeah, I mean, and this is this is where it infuriates me when I hear this 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 argument that we can't do anything and it goes back to and I'm going to paraphrase something that our legitimate president said that when bridges fall down we pass laws to make bridges stronger jimmy kimmel actually yesterday said something about the fact that there were a couple of really bad hotel fires in las vegas 20 years ago and he said what happened we passed new laws and we haven't had any of those fires since now the thing is is that i'm sure there have been fires in hotels since but they haven't been as bad yeah. And so when I hear, you know, it, 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 when I hear we can't do anything because they're always going to break the law, this is the lamest argument ever. To me, oh. this this one just does not stand up and it infuriates me because there's a reason why we pass laws in this country. And the reason is to help make the citizenry, the citizens, I can't say the word, safer. Yeah. To make our country safer. Government has one response it has one responsibility and that responsibility is to take care of its citizens yeah and it's not doing its job right now and i'm sorry for no. cutting you off and because i man no, no. i feel your i feel your anger so much i mean it, it's in it, the thing is i'm not shocked about this this incident because Everybody knows that something should have been done after Sandy Hook. What I'm angry about is the same old tired, fucking ugly, stupid arguments. And you know, and, the, and then there's people out there. Well, Bill O'Reilly, he just he was the only honest one in the whole thing. He's like, "This is the price of freedom." Yep, that's the price of freedom. The price of freedom is taking away freedom from anybody else who is is in the fucking path of your gun. That's the price of freedom, is you, you weren't quick enough on the draw. That's a price of freedom. But at least O'Reilly was honest. I'll give that shitbag th that, that much. And then here, from the NRA, god damn it. You know, anybody, again, if, mm, listen to this. I don't know. 
I just don't understand this. What is the motive? What would cause a 64-year-old man to do this? That is the question all of us are asking. It's the question victims and victims' family members are asking. Certainly, it's the question that investigators are asking and working so diligently to try to figure out. This is a man who had money, uh, no sign of mental illness, seemed to be well-adjusted from everyone interviewed about him. Yeah. Still, though, he snapped. Real fucking well-adjusted. Can I just interject here for one minute? At this point, if we're going to talk about gun control, I don't give a fuck about his motive. I really, I mean, I personally, I do care about his motive, but when it comes to, I don't know, was that Wayne LaPierre? No, that was uh, was Grant, Grant, I'm sorry, Grant Stinchfield from NRA TV or whatever. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. I don't care about the guy's motive. What I care about is the result. And the result is that we have 59 people dead Mm -hmm. and upwards of 600 people injured. At this point, I think there's still like nine or t- there's a lot of people that are still in critical condition. I don't care about that piece of shit's motive. What I care about is what are we going to do to try to stop the next massacre? This wasn't a mass murder. This was a massacre. It was a slaughter of people. It was. This is like a, somebody coming in and just sh- taking a gun and just mowing down a bunch of cows. Yeah. And so, I mean... I. I mean, when I hear people from the NRA or gun uh, gun lobbyists sit there and say, well, we don't know the motive. He's normal. Guess what? He might have been normal until the moment he popped that window open and started killing people. Yeah. Another thing, too. He's not normal because he bought all these guns. Anybody who buys all these guns, you're not normal. You're not ordinary people. Oh, I got to drop for that. ordinary people we're morons you are fucking morons and i don't trust any one of you i don't trust any any person who buys more than a few you one two three handguns you know you like them for the shooting range whatever you 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 buy rifles for hunting that's fine nobody needs a military grade weapon for anything other than turn, uh, other than murdering people, that's the only thing you need it for. Mm-hmm. That's it. When you buy a high capacity, uh, you know, uh, 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 rifle, you know, or semi-automatic, or, or any any gun that can, sh- you know, an AR-15, you know, whatever fucking other guns there are out there. I don't know all the names of them, but everybody seems to have a fucking hard on over the AR-15. But all these guns, you buy those. In my eyes, you're a fucking murderer. You're a murderer waiting to happen. And Donald Trump wants to go out there and say, oh, this was an act of evil. Well, guess what, motherfucker? If you back the NRA and you sold your fucking soul to them, you are enabling the evil. You are empowering the evil to do even more fucking evil. So, by proxy, you're evil. He did. I mean, do you remember on the campaign he promised to be the NRA's biggest advocate? Oh, I know. So uh, I want to send you both a big hug. Well, I'm I appreciate the entire that. chat room a hug. I really, I, 
I mean, this 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 blow up has been coming for me for a while because obviously I can't do this anywhere else but here. So <laughs> because you know, Susan Susan will tolerate it if I do it in a microphone, but not in her ear. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is this is where we are. Everybody, in my opinion, because now we don't even need motive for these sick fuckers to start slaughtering is that people. Sad? Yeah, we don't even. Yeah, they don't even need anything. They're just like, fine, uh, you know, let's just try it out. I'll just kill myself when I'm done. I'm 65, whatever. Maybe he was drunk. Maybe he got hammered and he bought all this stuff, and then he just was like, I want to play with it. I, I I think for myself, and I was I was saying this tonight to Bob, that it goes against my beliefs when I have to say. I don't even care about the motive because I actually do care about the motive. But if me saying I don't care about the motive gets somebody, anybody, anybody on the other side of the aisle to wake up and to understand <clears throat> that this is a cancer on our country, it's it's a public health crisis. Yeah. If that's what it takes, I'll say it. I mean, after, uh, you know, as we go on through tonight... I will tell the chat, as you, Joe, and Bob know, I had a very, very bad day yesterday. Yeah. And and I know that I'm not alone. This has to stop. It has to stop. You know, one of the guys from the concert, I don't know what, I don't know country music, especially new country music. I don't know about it. I don't fucking care about it. Uh, again, I'm not trying to diminish the, the loss of life for anybody because nobody, no concert of any kind, I, I mean, should have to deal with any of this. But one of the guys in the band said he, in one of the bands, I don't know, guitarist or something, he said, um, he said, you know, I, I've been a big proponent of the Second Amendment, you know, uh, for my entire life but after this i'm rethinking it all it took was 59 people being slaughtered in front of your eyes and then having hundreds more injured gee thanks for coming around yeah i'm sorry you know but I, I mean these fucking cavemen who want to have these fucking guns out the ass they don't fucking deserve any sympathy you know, I mean, the guy, again, I'm not saying anybody at the concert who was killed. I'm saying these these guys who are like, yeah, you should have every gun you want. But, oh, well, wait a minute. I don't know about that now. Hold on. Well, I, Joe, I mean, am I over-talking you? Not, no. I'm over-talking no, everybody. I mean, so. <laughs> no, because I kind of feel like, and I, you know, there's this, there's this thing. I, I have two sides to my brain. And, and what you just said, Ken, I, I can't. I can't disagree with. I do agree with. That's like the angry rawr, side. The other side of it is just like, okay, you came around. Now what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Now what are you going to do about it? Because this is something, and I don't think it's necessarily country music culture. Because I know, no, I know a not. lot of people. Well, I, you know, I know a lot of people who um, like country music and are very progressive but it, it comes down to and i don't even think i don't even know if it's conservative or not but it just seems like there's a way too many people in this nation and that guy i think is in his 30s so there's way too many people who i think are younger than me and many many that are older than me i think i'm in the sweet spot yay gen x um who somehow 
forgot the idea that we live in a society together. And it's only until something affects them personally that they start to rethink things. Now, I, I never liked guns. Um, I've had one put to my mother's head. We've talked about this on yeah. the show. Okay? That didn't necessarily make me hate guns more or like them more. But the thing is, is that it made me relook at what domestic violence was all about. Oh, yeah. And, and so I could even be somebody who I could accuse myself of being guilty of until it affects you. Um, maybe that's when you start to change things. But it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. It, 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 there's I something up, lacking in our country. Yeah. There's something em empathic that's yeah. missing. I mean, I grew up in a community where everybody had guns. You know, I mean, we had a gun in the house when I was a kid. I did target practice with it. Um, you know, and, you know, I was, I was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It wasn't a high caliber thing or anything like that. It was a 22 pistol. No big deal. I fired a shotgun uh, once at a friend's house. I fired a 357 Magnum at a crazy person's house. Sorry to never told you about that, Dad. Um, so, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, and, and th when I fired that 357 Magnum, I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to shoot a fucking gun again. Because when I felt that power reverberate through my arms, mm -hmm. I'm surprised I was able to hold it, you know, because I was a pretty scrawny teenager. Um, you know, I, I was surprised I was able to hold it. But when I, when I felt that, I was like, this ain't for me. This, this is not for me. What I felt ripple through my body, what comes out the other end, just, you know, yes. it was, was the stuff of nightmares to me, you know? And uh, in, in 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 I do actually I do know what you mean. Yeah, and ever since you know, I mean, I still shot my BB gun and stuff like that, and you know, tin cans and shit like that. Um, but you know, nothing. You know, nothing after that. I mean, I just can't. I just can't. And and then when when and when all these people get off on this, and the only you know, and again, the only only practical application i've ever seen for an ar-15 now is slaughter of innocent people men women children you know all ages one size kills all you fucking freaks i swear to god i mean these these people i i mean oh shit joe oh let me give you a minute to get in here before we go to break <laughs> I'm so goddamn well, pissed. I just uh, it's 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 beyond measure. Of course, we should have been this this pit. Well, we were. This should have been dealt with after Sandy Hook, when twenty kids were murdered. Twenty kids didn't even have a chance to have Christmas ever again, or grow up and have children of their own. If we didn't learn then. I don't know. I I think we have moved beyond the point where we can do anything except for one thing. I see this problem as two, two things. First, there is a fundamental misrepresentation of the Second Amendment in this country and what it meant. Amen. Okay, and I have always been a proponent that the Second Amendment really needs to be looked at as, as something that, that was meant for a different age in a different time okay and i think That's it's good. so misrepresented and it has encouraged these idiots 
who think that the government is going to come and take their guns. And let me tell you, if the government decides to come and take your guns, your fat ass isn't going to stop them. No, not at all. Okay, okay. some 60-year-old fat fuck with, uh, with, with his rifles, his 20 rifles, is not going to stop a tank coming up your driveway to take your house. Yeah. Okay, so forget it. You know, you're not in shape to cut your own lawn. You're not going to defend yourself yeah, against the, an army if it the decides close, to come for you. Yeah, and the closest thing we've ever been in this country to for, in modern times uh, for, for that happening is right mm-hmm. now with a fascist wannabe dictator in the White House. So well, get ready to kill time. your own. Get ready to kill your own kind, uh, you freaks. One other time when we had a civil war and insurrection. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just talking modern times right now. Yeah, um, and 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 um, you know this this argument that uh, well, if the Jews just had weapons, the Holocaust oh. wouldn't happen. Well, guess what? Oh, no, they had weapons in Poland. Okay. Yeah. The Jews. The Jews were armed. Oh yeah, and the Nazis just burned their towns down. That's all. Yeah, well, they they, they, they couldn't, you know, they couldn't exist without their fucking alternate reality. So, you know, uh, I mean, when it comes to their all their fake news and, um, you know, oh, yeah, we'll we'll be talking about the fake news that came out too. This, well, I, I just want to say that yeah, there were two. There were two. There's two things. The Second Amendment doesn't doesn't mean what they say it means mm-hmm. okay and it probably and i know it's 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 highly unlikely to, to happen in my lifetime or maybe the next 10 generations but it probably should be repealed okay amen I, I second of all second of all uh we have the tail wagging the dog in this country and something very important happened today that was totally unrelated to gun control or gun laws or the Second Amendment is that the arguments for uh, gerrymandering were heard by the Supreme Court today, which could yes. fundamentally change our democracy. The problem is that these morons with these guns who think the Second Amendment is is pr- God's law and that it supersedes any other law in the world, in the, in the w- history of the world, these morons are in a minority and the nra that controls these morons are controlling a minority mm-hmm. why the hell don't we have a democratic society where gerrymandering is forbidden and the majority rules good question okay, okay. and it's it seems like it's not linked but it's linked to the second amendment because i'm going to tell you if we had the majority in this country ruling the second amendment would be repealed yeah Oh, I, I hear you. I hear you. And, and to say say what say it the way McConnell said about Obamacare, the Second Amendment should be repealed, root and branch. It was meant for the 1700s, not for the 21st century. Yeah. End of my rant. Amen, All right, Joe. Amen to that. Uh, but we do have to run to the break right now. When we come back, we're going to get back into this um, and uh, hopefully get some of this audio because there's some other really infuriating nonsense when you hear some of the, the arguments being made um, ugh, and some of the fake news being disseminated. It's just going to make, make you matter. Sorry. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig. It gave the Americans more motivation to see what we can do with our country. Mm-hmm. 
indymediaweekly.com worldwide okay
Hi, I'm Tim Coromall, host of The Tim Coromall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! I've work, it's showtime! Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly, and joining us, uh, as always on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C. Welcome back, Rain. Hello, everybody. Hugs. Yes, hugs, hugs, hugs abound. Group hug. We uh, need to hug more, and in our anger, we need to love more, even yes. though that's really hard. It's really, point, really hard. <laughs> and always point out that every NRA member is a murderer in training. Um, mm. and, uh, Joe Santorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city also heard on the Tim Carmel show. Welcome back, sir. To the barricades. Yeah. So, um, Dana Perino. It's not a bunker. Yeah. Uh, well, from the bunker with Jody Hamilton heard every Saturday, ah, 5 nice. PM Eastern. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, and Nick Sadler. Um, so <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, want to play this clip. Um, this is one of the biggest bullshit responses I've heard out of anybody, uh, after all this. And it's from Dana Perino, everyone. And. I don't know. I mean, you'd think... I mean, yeah, she she's dumb and mean, but you'd think you might know a little bit of something before saying this bullshit. 
people like Hillary Clinton, like Gabby Giffords, are saying, this is a moment to have the conversation. What do you think? Well, I think it's reasonable for after, a situ after uh, one of these incidents for people to say, how can we prevent this from ever happening again? Right. But we don't even know what happened. Right. Sound familiar? So <laughs> that's why I think like waiting for just a moment to find out, because what if it turned out that there was some sort of ISIS connection? Mm -hmm. And th that takes the NRA piece off the table. So it, obviously this is a huge tragedy. We will. Dana, when you hear the Ooh, people I'm like sorry. Hillary Clinton. Anyway, the, the, the point was made there. I screwed up on the clip. But uh, she said there, if it turns out that ISIS was involved, that takes the NRA piece off the table. Well, oh. let me go ahead and play you a little clip from a fellow named Adam Gadon that I've played on the show. Oh, rest in, rest in pieces, Adam Gadon, because you were fucking killed by a drone strike because he was known as Jihad Joe, a former American who, uh, who was telling... Uh, terrorists from the Middle East to come over here and do this. Muslims in the West have to remember that they are perfectly placed to play an important and decisive part in the jihad against the Zionists and Crusaders and to do major damage to the enemies of Islam, waging war on their religion, sacred places and things and brethren. This is a golden opportunity and a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh. And the way to show one's appreciation and thanks for this blessing is to rush to discharge one's duty to his ummah and fight on its behalf with everything at his disposal. And, then the, and in the West, you've got a lot at your disposal. Let's take America as an example. America is absolutely awash with easily obtainable firearms. You can go down to a gun show at the local convention center and come away with a fully automatic assault rifle without a background check and most likely without having to show an identification card. So what are you waiting for? Terrorists love the NRA. They love loose gun laws. They love the loopholes. So no, Dana so Perino, it doesn't take it off the fucking table. It's part of a larger problem, and even our enemies know it. I am so glad that you brought that up, because nobody has played that clip today, except for this show. Here's what nobody. Dana, here's what Dana Perino was trying to say. If mm. ISIS was to blame for the shooting, then we could divert attention away from the NRA and start our is Islamophobia up again. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and let that shit storm take over. And we can ignore what the NRA is doing to our country for another how long it takes for another mass shooting to happen, which will happen again. Yeah. yeah That's what she was saying. It was totally yeah, ISIS is our cover, is what she's saying. If we only had ISIS here, that's our cover. Well, and now, if you if you really want to start punching stuff, everybody, here I'll don't punch anything. Don't punch anything. Just uh, just I'll play this for you. Just imagine you punch something. Laura Ingram was on Fox and Friends, not not uh, Fox and Friends first, not the early early Fox and Friends. <laughs> this is the regular old Fox and Friends with Steve Douchebag, and uh, Laura Ingram was on everybody. To share her wonderful wisdom with all of you. 
you know what? Can I can I just jump in quick before you get to this yeah, clip? Yeah, go ahead. So you had you had Dana Perino that I assume was yesterday. You had yeah, whoever uh, we're going to have now, Laura Ingram from today, who, who sounds like when she has sex, she's dead. Um, oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <yeah. laughs> she's a virgin. What are you saying, Rain? She's never been married. She's a fine Christian Republican <laughs> virgin. Yes. If by virgin you mean she probably had three or four abortions. With Dinesh anyway. D'Souza. Um, no, no, no. Something I just thought of. Today on Morning Joe, Mika said, we asked a bunch of Republicans to come on our show. They all declined. Yeah. And so if they're bringing up Laura Ingram on regular Fox and Friends, I have to wonder how many Republicans actually went on that show. I haven't seen any. Because Republicans have been really fucking quiet it seems like when they had their moment of silence they literally shut up i've seen the evil sheriff um i've seen evil ingram and i don't know i really haven't watched too much but i'm sure i'm sure they probably got louis gomert on there saying you know something fucking stupid yeah Sorry. It, it sounds like they really have gone the republicans have gone quiet even on fox yeah well, listen to this. Listen, listen to this is in response to Hillary Clinton bringing up, and you you uh, uh, had some interesting news about this too. And I actually have some uh, audio. Well, no, no, uh, no. The Chuck Schumer audio was about Puerto Rico. Um, but uh, the, apparently, for now the second mass shooting has postponed the voting on the 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 bill to allow silencers to become more easily accessible. Right. Hillary Clinton uh, tweeted something out uh, regarding silencers, and she said, just imagine if this guy had had access to silencers, you know, for his for his guns. How much more horrific this could have been. Well, Laura Ingram was so disgusted because, oh, you can't even use a silencer on that kind of gun. I don't fucking care, Ingram. We're not obsessed with the murder machines. Jesus Christ, that's I don't fucking care. You know, it doesn't fucking matter what gun it goes on. But you make them easier, and it's going to make it easier for people to kill more people, regardless of what gun it fits on, you dimwit. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised, even if these silencers that they want to make legal, well, you know, if they make them legal and they can make them more marketable, they're going to make silencers that work on other guns that, you know, I mean, if there's a market for them, they're going to make bigger, more, you know crazier ones for bigger guns it's just gonna fucking happen that's how we got to where we are because we don't have an assault rifle ban so laura ingram ugh, God. listen to this audio is just mm. we all live with this duality in our lives and i i do believe that it's a t- it's a time for us republicans and democrats to go back to first principles. Government cannot solve every problem. Right. They it can't can stop hurricanes them. either, and that's another part. It's all really oh. uh, sadly related. Uh, okay, Kilmeade, how is a mass shooting huh. done, uh, committed by somebody who, who uh, you know, is hoarding guns, who is an NRA poster boy, making a very human decision to slaughter innocent people, how the fuck is that related to, oh, I don't know, man-made climate change thank you 
I mean, well, if you want to look at it that way, if you want if, if you want to look at it that way, well, you know what? Maybe Kilmeade's making an admission there. Yes, men men are responsible for all this. I think what Kilmeade's saying is is that uh, response to hurricanes and mass shootings because of the NRA's uh, insistence on no gun restrictions all reflects badly on his party. Because all the bad responses to hurricanes and natural disasters and all the gun laws that don't exist in this country that would be reasonable are all because his his party mm. has resisted uh, common sense. Well, that was so like... maybe that's what he means. That was like a bonus bit of stupid audio for you. I completely forgot that that was at the beginning. But the real stupid shit comes from Ingram towards the end here. I won't bring this up. I was stunned to see that Hillary Clinton uh, weighed in immediately, saying the crowd fled at the sound of the gunshots. Imagine if the de- if deaths, if the shooter had a silencer, which the NRA wants to make easier to get. Our grief is enough. We can put aside politics aside. Stand up to the NRA and work together to try to stop this from happening. Really, stand up to someone using if this is an automatic weapon. Yeah, well, he bought it. Uh, you know, he either uh, he either altered that gun illegally. But he bought it, if it was a semi-automatic, he bought it legally. Well, she, again, uh, I mean, the politics of it is so inane at this point, but Hillary Clinton spoke before she knew any of the facts. You can't really put a silencer on an AR-15, melts the barrel. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's not what she said it is. And immediately, I was on the radio yesterday when this was happening, and all the people who actually know guns, like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Just a level of ignorance and I found it to be despicable. If Hillary Clinton wants to run for president again and take the Second Amendment to the ballot box, I think she should do it. Everyone who's upset, who thinks we could pass gun laws to stop an evil person from killing a lot of people with a car, a van, a gun, whatever, they should run for office and make that point. Hey, Laura Ingram, why don't you fucking run for office and make your fucking point? I'm sorry, but the First Amendment is first for a reason. We all get to say whatever the fuck we want, whether or not we're an elected official or not. And secondly, oh, she finds that level of ignorance just despicable that she doesn't know how to use murder machines right. Oh All right, God. you want to oh. know what kind of ignorance I find despicable? Somebody who doesn't realize that Puerto Rico, and this is completely unrelated to what's going on with Puerto Rico right now, somebody who isn't president, even, who doesn't realize Puerto Rico is part of the United States. Mm-hmm. Somebody who doesn't mm-hmm. understand that the Constitution applies to people in Puerto Rico. Because this is what Laura Ingram said a few years ago about Sonia Sotomayor. Why do we have a Supreme Court justice whose allegiance obviously goes to you know her immigrant uh, family background, immigrant. not to the U.S. Constitution? <sighs> really? That's, uh, She's another white supremacist. Let's just call it for what it is. <laughs> and um, I'm going to go out on a limb. And if there are any trolls out there listening, I'm going to say that people who support the NRA are also white supremacists. Oh, sure. I agree 100%. And if you're, if you're a person of color and you support the NRA, well, you're selling yourself out. I'm just yeah, saying right now. Your you're fucking yeah. selling yourself upriver because you know what? You won't be called a gentleman if you decide to go on a killing spree. That's true. Somebody's not going to say, oh, he seemed well-to-do and well-adjusted. 
they'll be called a thug. I mean, I sure. know I don't know. People might not re- remember this from about five, six years ago. There was a, a black police officer who went on a shooting spree in the mountains of California. Everybody thought he was normal until he wasn't, and then he yeah. became a thug. Yeah. I mean, it's you know it, it oh my god i mean it, it, but the, this idea that oh oh you know hillary clinton doesn't understand the bottom line is that silencers you know here i had a conversation with my husband today about this mm-hmm. and he said that he was reading about silencers i didn't know this but silencers evidently you know when you have these automatic weapons like this guy had with this modif- modified gun just thrrr, and oh I wanted to get back to that. Now my mind is racing again, just like yesterday. That's when right. Dana Perino, when Dana Perino in that earlier clip was talking about ISIS, I heard the gunshots in the background. They were playing the audio of the, yes. and I just found the disconnect so damn disgusting. Yeah. You know, so while they're talking and they're, you know, Dana Perino or even Ingram, you know, talking about this. In the background, all day long yesterday, was this the, the gunshots playing. So when we talk about these silencers, Bob told me that silencers generally, they, they don't work with um, automatic weapons. Which, all right, fine, I'll go with that, with Ingram. But that's not the point. Mm-hmm. The point is, is that Sunday night, this guy mowed down almost 600 people. That same night, somewhere in... in, in um, in Kansas, five people were shot. Five people were shot in Kansas. Yeah. Nobody would have known because a silencer can handle a couple of bullets. Yeah. At least a couple. I don't know enough about them. But the thing is, is it's not the point. And so once again, they're creating a straw man or red herring argument to this. Yeah. And, and there's a, silencers and- need to not be allowed in this country and because going, aside from mass murders we have people who are killed every day by yes. a single gunshot yeah and and, and and i just want to you know go back to my point too is if you open up the market for silencers and they're they're you know everybody's going to want a silencer if, you, if you're going to make it easier everybody's going to get a silencer and again what happens joe supply and demand they're like well you have that silencer but do you have this silencer we just made this year? Do you have this new model? Because they know that these bozos are going to part with their money every time they have some kind of new slicker thing they can add on to their guns. And they're going to be able to fucking sell it to them because they're morons. They have no sense of irony, these people. That for all of the mass shootings that happened since Sandy Hook... Pulse, uh, San Bernardino, mm-hmm. uh, the church in South Carolina. Yeah. Um, racist, white supremacist. Yeah. The, the irony, they don't even have a sense of irony in that the only gun legislation that's gonna, that they're going to bring up is to add something more lethal yeah. to our gun laws. Rather than a simple database or banning yeah. assault weapons. Yeah. No, we're going to add something to make it even more lethal. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing that I, I don't because get. Because God forbid the next nut that goes into a school to ki- ki- kill children has to have his ears assaulted. Well, you know. By all it, the noise. And you know what? I, I, here's what I say. I think there should be a public database for NRA members, just like there are, um, you know, sex offenders. Because you know, if you, you I, should have the, you I don't should, know how constitutional that is, but you, I don't you, disagree with that idea. Honestly, you know, at this point, because every one of them is a potential killer now, all these people stockpiling weapons. Um, you know, if they're not, you know, I, I mean, uh, why not just a searchable database of all their members, and then we can say, you know what, we don't want to live in this neighborhood. Now I know it's not constitutional at all, but really, I mean. Uh, we have no guarantee except their word except their word that they're not going to become the next killer that they're not going to become no, the, I, the next butcher terrorist whatever what, whatever you call it. it's it's interesting that you bring that up because i've had conversations with bob about this the next place that we move to and i may have talked to i don't know if i've talked about it on the show but I, we moved here because it's a blue community mm-hmm. it might be virginia we don't have the best gun laws but it's a blue community. Um, the next place that we move to, that's going to be taken into consideration. It has to. Because sure. I don't want to have to be forced into buying a gun. And there are days. The last time I felt like this, it was actually during the Bush administration. But there are days when I feel like, do I need to get a gun? Yeah. And I don't want to even think that. You know, and the thing is, security systems are so crazy awesome now. You know, you can get security systems like even cheaper. The ones that you hook up camera up to your in front of your door, and if somebody rings your doorbell, the app rings, and you can look at who's standing on your door. You know, I mean, there. You know, there's so many technology is actually moving in a very positive direction for personal security. And but you know the only only security blanket these freaks have is made out of steel, and has you know can can shoot slugs out the end of it, you know. I mean again, yeah, the, the only thing that these guns are good for is killing people. You wouldn't hunt with them. You wouldn't fish with you know, them. You wouldn't fix a car with them. You'd fucking mow it, down large groups of people because you're a murderer, and if you buy them, I have to think that you're going to be capable of that kind of thing. I got to tell you something, Kenny. It took me a moment to figure out what you were saying, and that was kind of brilliant. We are getting to a point where we shouldn't need guns because of technology. Yeah, and but that's what you were getting at, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. It, brilliant <laughs> i mean you can go you can go online there's a company who puts these uh, you know I, i'm thinking about getting one for us you know for um you know for all of our doors in our house basically if somebody rings your doorbell uh, i think even if it works if you put a, a a detector on if somebody knocks on the door that a camera will come on and send a signal to your uh, to your phone and you can whether you're at work yeah. or you're in the in the basement or your attic or just in bed and some weirdos banging on your door at the, in the middle of the night. You say, "What the fuck do you want? Get out of here!" Cops are on their way. Yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, this is the thing. One thing, and I know we have to go to break. I, that really, that really just blew my mind. That was so awesome, Ken. Um, well, thanks. You know, I, I don't. I made it really clear that. I'm not against guns, as it were. Yeah. And I understand that people are. I get it. 
But there are people who actually do go out. They hunt. They either hunt for... Okay, when I say sport, I mean sport like they want to hunt to get a deer to bring it home, even though they don't need it. I don't mean sport like fucking Donald Trump Jr. who just goes and kills shit. Exactly. And there are people who... There are people who actually use guns to hunt for survival for food yeah and any other reason i'm getting to a point where it's like i don't get it i don't understand it yeah and saying sportsman is not not a a, a, you know that's that's anybody who hunts or fishes so if they hunt for sport you know in you know or hunt for food i mean people just usually call them sportsmen it's it it is in a weird way a sport except the animals can't shoot back um, and, and that's fine. That's fine. I had venison yeah. that a buddy of mine had, you know, he killed a deer and processed it. And, and it, and it has a lot to do with overpopulation. It's kind of like an, it, it, it's an, uh, a necessary evil at this point because we've infringed so much on the, on the territory of wildlife. I mean, you know, and, uh, you know, feel how you will about it, but there's, it's a lot better than, you know, animals starving to death in the winter. So population control it's gross and weird but it is a thing um but anyway they do it here in dc actually yeah the park service actually shoots deer and then they process it and they they give the they donate it to to, they donate it to food shelters yes yeah that 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 happens here too so uh not you know i think because the metro parks you know you're not allowed to hunt in the metro parks, so i think that the the park rangers and stuff take care of that but anyway all right, I got to go on break because I'm like actually a little dizzy from yelling so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anywho, we're going to go ahead and go to the break and, and we've got a little bit more audio on this. Uh, hopefully we'll get have time to play some, some good stuff, but I do have more bad stuff. Uh, but anyway, everybody hang tight. We'll be right back with uh, lots more of the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of metal and monsters of rock right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss. Heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it. It's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. We're not ordinary people. (laughs) We're morons. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. 
What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now, you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Only macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide, where I am a ball of righteous rage, everybody. Uh, and... Of course, joining me in my Rage Fest tonight, uh, the one and only Joe Santorsa from Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, Joe. We're not going to take it anymore. No, no. And damn it, I should crank up some Twisted Sister after this. Uh, maybe I'll cue that up after, <laughs> after the show tonight. And, uh, of course, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C. Welcome back. Well, I'm glad to be back. I can tell you that... Um the first concert I puked at was Twisted Sister. Oh, that's kind of awesome. <laughs> Where was it? Was it New Jersey? It? No, it was Saratoga Performing Arts Center in upstate New York. Oh, okay. Was it that bad? Um, I puked on the back of a guy in front of me. Nice. That's punk rock. Like it was projectile. Hmm. <laughs> And Maybe uh, he would... I was I was fine after that. He he left. I don't know why. Oops. Uh, <laughs> uh, he just went to change his shirt. Uh, what what do you know? What year it was? I think it was 1984. Okay, so it was probably right when they started to break. Then, right? I don't see. You would know this better than me. Well, they they. I just, <laughs> Yeah, I think that they really, really got big around '84. was was pretty much the time. But uh, they they had been going since the '70s. They they were like, uh, they worked the club yeah, circuit. Yeah, well, for my years. my camping was going that night. Well, there you go. So, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll play the uh, 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 the uh, we actually have audio from that. So uh, uh, let me see. Where is it? Here it is. There. It is. Yeah. And the hey, my shirt. Um, so it's kind of like that. All right. So it was really of, funny because there was a girl next to me who smoked pot for the first time. Oh, and she, for some reason she she got high and she thought that there was like LSD in her pot. So she was freaking mm. out while I was puking. It was. Oh, and we were we were country folk. Living on Long Island says, I remember the 80s when uh, BAB, I don't know what BAB stands for, was the promoter of uh, Twisted Sister and Zebra. That's 100% right, I, because I knew Twisted Sister and Zebra were kind of um, buddy bands. They were like Zebra the is a Long Island band, and that, it was yeah. WBAB, which was Long Island's home of oh, rock and roll. Okay, Long okay, okay. WBAB. <laughs> okay, I'm sure. I'm sorry, I wasn't sure. Yes, uh, uh, that that sounds familiar. Now they have a really good documentary about Twisted Sister on Netflix. You can watch too. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Uh, so anyway, back to the rage. Randy Jackson and Zebra, pretty good, pretty good band. Um, so um, anyway, um, I, and actually a little trivia for you. Um, uh, in the late 80s uh randy jackson started a band called china rain 
And the bass player, Teddy Cook, played for Dio at one point, called me on the phone to see if I would start a local chapter of their fan club. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. I've never even heard the band China Rain, but yeah, I'll do it. And the <laughs> album was shelved, never released. They lost their contract, and I never got a call back about the fan club. So, so it was, yeah. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, didn't happen, but I have the China Rain album now. It eventually got released, and I don't know if it's a bootleg copy I have or not, but it's uh, having it on CD. It sounds very nice. They're on the network now. So, along with Zebra and Twisted Sister. So, um, okay, uh, let's get into this. And speaking of puke, uh, everybody, Pat Robertson. Ugh. Okay, I just want to say this right now about Pat Robertson. Um, When you are no longer on this mortal coil, you are going to be remembered for your hate and nothing else. Because your aging viewers are just, they're not going to be able to convince anybody that you were some kind of magnificent prophet. They're not going to tell everybody what a wonderful presidential candidate you were. They're not going to remind everybody of all the all the wonderful ministries you did or anything like that because you're going to fade just like all the other dead televangelists have faded and all the other crackpots that were on the radio and all the manic street preachers on the corner. All you're going to be remembered for is your vision of hate because of things like this. Violence in the streets, ladies and gentlemen. Why is it happening? You know... What I'd like to give you is the fact that we have disrespect for authority. There is profound disrespect of our president all across this nation. They say terrible things about him. It's in the news. It's in other places. There's disrespect now for our national anthem, disrespect for our veterans, disrespect for the institutions of our government, disrespect for the the court system. All the way up and down the line, disrespect. And when you lose that kind of respect, you lose its authority. But more than anything, until there is biblical authority, there has to be some controlling authority in our society. And there is none. And when the, there is no vision of God, the people say, there's no vision of God, the people run amok. When there's no vision of God, the people run amok. And that we, we have taken from the American people the vision of God, the whole idea of reward and punishment, an ultimate uh, judge of all our actions. We've taken that away. And when there is no vision of God, the people run amok. Hey, Pat, shove it up your ass. And while you're doing it, why don't you give that message to the NRA and all the phony Christians that worship at the altar of the bullet? Because I'm fairly certain that it's the peacekeepers that, that you know he would bring up, and the pacifists that I'd are that the ones. Bring up, Go ahead. Oh, I that he would bring up respect for the president. I guess he missed the pictures of Obama with the bone in his nose. Yeah, by all those uh, you know people who are on the far right who hoard all the guns. Again, future future murderers, murderers in training, <laughs> butchers. Somebody should training. tell Patty died. Okay, so they could bury him. Um, he's he's starting to shrink in his chair. I mean, I mean, he's starting to starting? decompose. Yeah, he's decomposing. And 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 you should tell him. You know, you died about ten years ago. You just gave me Stop a great talking. idea. <laughs> so he's on air every day, right? 
Uh, I believe Monday through Friday. Yeah. I mean, and he's been on air forever. Ever since it I was a kid. Awesome. It would be awesome if somebody took a screenshot of him on air every day, and just kind of time sequenced it, so we could see him shrink down. No, oh, that would be fun. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Uh, and and finally end with uh, his grave. And by the way, uh, I don't know if you you've heard this, but in, in the instructions of his will, uh, he's to be buried twelve feet um, underground because <laughs> deep down he's a really good person. Um, <laughs> I just think it's very very interesting that it's not interesting. It's telling, and and I think all of these people are finally finally showing their true colors. Because there's been a lot of talk about authority and authoritarianism mm-hmm. in the past couple of years, past two years. But when you hear somebody like Pat Robertson just coming out and saying, there is no authority in the government, but there is in God. And until there is in the government, we need to believe in God. So what he is seems to be asking for is a much more authoritarian government, much mm-hmm. more than what we already have. Oh, he with he this, would with this he president. would probably would only be happy if we got to a theocracy, you know. Oh, yes, sure. yes. Yeah, you know where we and, literally revere the whoever is elected. You know, we 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 toe the line that he and other televangelists say they don't believe it, but they say it to you know brainwash the masses that it, he was ordained by God. Yeah, he's so full president. of shit. He's so, the the only God he worships is the one in his wallet. Oh yeah, and the only reason, and the only reason they were they they, they they think that we should respect Trump and that Trump is a Christian is because Trump uh, Trump enhances their wallet. It's all about money. Yeah, and and let's not forget that uh, Pat Robertson is a very high powered criminal, um, who, and uh, he's used his uh, his resources from the Seven Hundred Club uh, to um, uh, whisk gold out of Liberia. He's used the the, the trans uh, the transport the airplanes helicopters whatever, um, but yeah he has uh, you know he had a Liberian gold deal with an African dictator, um, and um, yeah it, 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 he uh, uh, yeah the Liberian warlord Charles Taylor was on uh, you know prosecuted he was prosecuted for uh, uh, human rights violations but Pat Robertson had a deal a literal deal with the devil. Uh, you know, uh, or I don't know who's the devil in this scenario. I'm thinking it's Robertson, you know. Uh, but yeah, this is this is a man who used his ministries to uh, aid in atrocities that left countless people dead, uh, all for the almighty dollar. Right. So Pat, you can go seriously, seriously, just oh mm, no, I'm just not gonna say it because I'm a better person than that. But I do want to say, when your time is up, you're not even going to make decent landfill, you little husk of a piece of shit. Husk of a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you shark. Yeah. You're just a shark. That's right. So uh, so I needed to play that. Uh, and speaking of sharks, um, uh, here's another one. Uh, and this one, uh, uh, this uh, I think is it works hand in hand basically with with what Pat is doing here because everything Pat Robertson does is fake news. Uh, you know this whole uh, oh, there's no respect for the president. Well, where's his fucking respect for anybody? You know, I mean, th- th- I was I was taught you need to give respect to get respect. 
But apparently it's not a two-way street with conservatives. Um, but uh, Lucian Wintrich... When did, when did Trump respect anybody? Never. Yeah, Never. where's Trump's respect? Where's his respect for Puerto Rico? Yeah, where's his respect where's... for the people when he sent warmest sympathies to the victims in, a, in, in Vegas in a tweet? Yeah, warmest said, sympathies? Oh, oh, by the way, Vegas was a miracle. Oh, think about yeah, I have that too. I have that too, but we'll, but we'll play in that general, in general. When has Donald Trump, the resident in office, ever respected and really respected anybody? It's not Never. it's not real respect because he'll, he'll be nice to people as long mm -hmm. as they flatter him. You know, as long as That's they butter him it. up, as long as they butter him up, he'll be nice to them. He'll tolerate them. But it's not really. I mean, he doesn't. You know, he doesn't even like his wives and children. Really, you heard what he said about Tiffany. You know, I'm proud of Tiffany to a lesser extent. The fuck is that? She's your daughter, no matter what you freak. Um, yeah, he doesn't. This is the thing. Well, I guess the point that I was trying to get to is the fact that when I hear people, and it's not just Robertson, who is just. He is, he's, you know what? That guy's got all the money he needs. That's great. He's put it in his tax shelters overseas, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, he's going to die. And like you said, Ken, he's going to be an ash heap in the history. But when this guy sits there and says that we don't show respect for Donald Trump, I, I just kind of feel like, you know, I respect people whose respect is earned. Yeah, who set the fucking precedent, you freak? Yeah, you know. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, now now here's here's somebody you, Trump's favorite uh, journalistic outlet who failed at procuring a spot in the White House uh, press corps. Uh, we're, uh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I mix up one right wing hate lie, you know, uh, white supremacist site with another. Almost said World Net Daily. Meant to say Gateway Pundit. G Gateway Ugh. pundit, who who I have been tr in in, I got to tell, uh, thank you so much to uh, Media Matters for compiling uh, just a short list. Uh, this was uh, Eric uh, Hananoki of Media Matters compiled a list of twenty two times Jim Hoft and the Gateway pundit were absurdly wrong, and that is a very polite title. Because these guys are white nationalist smearmongers. They're not just wrong. They're intentionally deceitful. And I have been following this website for years. And I'm really glad that they're actually being called out the way they are now. I know sometimes it's, it's nice to say, you know, just don't fucking pay any attention to them. But when they start doing dangerous things like they've been doing, they've been following a pattern of using... Accusing the wrong people uh, of of crimes they didn't commit, going back, you know, to they they did that just recently. The most recent one before yesterday or the day before was um, in uh, uh, Charlottesville. They 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 wrote up an article, a hit piece, which I have a screen grab of, uh, the, at least the deleted page but it still has the the, the hypertext the it, you know the, the description in the hypertext they they deleted a story that they smeared the uh, original owner of the car 
that was used in in the murder by the 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 white nationalist in in Charlottesville. They smeared him and, and were like, he's an Obama loving, you know, uh, Soros, blah blah blah, Bernie Sanders, bro, you know, just everything they could. They 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 whipped it up into this frenzy. They they didn't know anything about him, but they crafted this fantasy about somebody who wasn't even involved, who was at a wedding in Michigan. Well, now they've done it again. They the Lucian Wintrich is talking here and by the way we're if i never play lucian winfrich on this show again it'll be too fucking soon but here he is with jack prosobiak discussing what they did this time oh that guy and, yeah and yeah uh, J jack prosobiak is a or a posobiak i'm sorry um uh, whatever i'm no i'm not sorry for getting that asshole's name wrong he's a pizzagate guy He's a big yep. conspiracy theorist guy. He's, he's you know, a Trump, you know, seriously, just a total Trump sucker uh, to the nth degree. In Lucian Russia tool. Yeah. And Lucian Wintrich and he are discussing this little problem that happened. Just this little problem. I thought I had both parts, but I only have one. And that's probably for the better. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll get right into it. So a gateway. Pundit, so there was right? an issue, right? So there was a little issue, not a little issue. There was an issue that came up with gateway pundit, something that happened. What 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 happened? What time did it happen? Walk me through the situation. Our, our uh, Hong Kong, we have a reporter. We're international. We have a reporter in Hong Kong. Our okay. Hong Kong reporter. Uh, OK, first of all, why the fuck do you have a Hong Kong reporter? on a story that happened in the United States who can't verify things as easily as somebody in the United States could. Not to mention maybe a, a potential language or translation barrier. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, uh, uh, anyway, continuing. Saw the story, was reading about the story, followed initial tips, two initial tips, and we did at four in the morning, uh, have the wrong name as the shooter for 10 minutes. So um, there was a post that went up uh, labeling, so they they connected someone to the shooting. Right. Who did they, how were they able to connect them to the shooting? There were there were multiple tips that, you know, listen, we're, we're going, uh, we're gathering news from everywhere, from uh, from Twitter to 4chan. To 4chan, oh, to 4chan. Gathering so, news from Fortune. That's like saying I'm that's like saying I'm gathering food from the toilet. So wait a second. When he said that he had a reporter in in what was it? Hong Kong. Korea. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. So he got he got Hong Kong confused with Four Chan Chinese Tim and Jones. Uh, what the uh, hell? I, I have no idea. I know that was... But seriously, if you're going to 4chan it, it, looking for news, you're better off looking for food in the toilet because the chances are much better of you finding food in an unflushed toilet 4chan than is finding terrible. news on 4chan. It's horrible. It's but horrible. These guys really think that they're getting sources from 4chan? It's nothing but uh, yeah. Pepe frogs over there anymore. It's disgusting. So um, anyway, continuing, uh, you know, this uh, gee, gee, let's find out more about this journalistic and en fucking endeavor to the mainstream outlets uh, Two two tips. I, the amount of tips we have just emailed mm -hmm. are, are uh, oh, email I mean, they're, they're enough to, to keep you occupied uh, 24 seven. Um, we were uh, one of our reporters was following multiple tips. Multiple tips gave him this name. He published the story. Mm -hmm. He believed it was the correct story. Um, it was taken down. Listen. 
It was taken down in 10 minutes, and I am... So I am, what? Uh, 10 uh, minutes, 10 hours. Who cares? That, that this is now, this is now a huge, uh, uh, the mainstream media, rather than talking about potentially a white guy being radicalized by, by ISIS, by radical Islam, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen, we've seen that before. That's what's terrifying, I think, about Vegas. That the potential that uh, could be ISIS is, involved. Yeah, that that uh, that just a disenfranchised uh, older white man um, can potentially oh. fall into this this oh, uh, uh, trap of ISIS propaganda and and shoot up a a what is it country music celebration? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so he 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 is taking this so seriously. He decides to put a little joke in there and say an older white man. I say that when I talk about Superman and Spiderman. I'm not talking <laughs> about real fucking people. I'm talking, you know, I mean, an older white man. I mean, seriously, you're going to make a fucking joke about this, you little piece of trash? You know, there was a Fox report. There was a Fox reporter that got up in Lucian Wintrich's face and, and threatened him. And I commend him for doing that. He should have beat him down. I'm not going to do it, but somebody from Fox News, beat Lucian Wintrich up, please. Anyway, please go ahead, Rain. But this, this is some... Uh- Yesterday, when we were talking about the story in the chat, um, the first the first stories that were coming out, in particular, it was I think it was Heavy.com, yeah. the five facts that you need to know, which I always love what they do there. Um, Heavy.com I, I, I provided, they provided a link from Reuters yes. that said there are rumors that this guy might be affiliated with ISIS. Mm-hmm. And I know I asked you and Joe, I was like, ISIS, what the hell? What is this? And I didn't hear this clip until just now. So I'm really, I really have to wonder, is this where Reuters was getting their possible information no, from? No, 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 no. It was from an official. It was from an, a, an okay. official right. in, in Vegas. And he retracted the statement in a press conference. Uh, be, they, they didn't explain so it. I heard the press conference. Anyway. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, exactly. The, okay. You know, once it was retracted, okay. they're still going with it. You know, and Fox is doing it, too. You heard Dana Perino say it. And, you know, she's on a yes. relative, for Fox News, on a relatively straight, uh, you know, news program over there compared to the other trash like Hannity and um, and Tucker Carlson, white fucking nationalists. Uh, but, you know, seriously, yeah, it was it, uh, uh, there was it was being reported by multiple news outlets. Uh, that they weren't ruling out a link to international terrorism. People jumped to the conclusion, ISIS, international terrorism. And then they came back and did another press conference later yesterday, actually kind of early in the afternoon yesterday, and I heard it. They said, no, there's no link to you know international terrorism. I just want to reiterate that. And they didn't even say they were mistaken or anything like that. It was just somebody flying fast and loose with the facts in the local uh, law enforcement. And And so basically, that came out from the local law enforcement reports. These boneheads decided to get their sources from 4chan and Twitter and then said, uh-huh. oh, DM me from probably a whole bunch of MAGA trolls and Russian bots, yeah. and they just kept running with it. Am I, I, yeah. I just want to put this out there if I'm getting this wrong. No. You, this no, is no, how no. fake news happens. What they exactly. did was they found a guy, the guy that they were f- accusing of this was uh, had a large uh, social network uh, footprint. Mm-hmm. And a lot of his uh, commentary on Twitter and Facebook was 
liberal. Yeah. So well, it was he, a natural fit for them. It will, Here's it, a liberal it, who's same, shooting everybody yeah. because they, he hates Trump. Well, the thing was, that they was, found that the, the, the they, he was the husband of the killer's girlfriend. Ex-husband, oh, right. whatever. I don't know. I don't know if they're ex-separated, whatever. None of my business. But he's an innocent man. And the in in and you know there's all oh shit there's all kinds of other fake news going on about this too, but we have to we have to pause here. But we'll pick up on the fake news angle when we come back. Um, just, you can tell this is a very dense show with information, folks. We've been unpacking a lot, so we are gonna we're gonna uh, uh, skip uh, reverse call in tonight. Um, I don't even know if I'm gonna have it in me to do Mad Libs tonight, but we'll try and end on on some lighter stuff. I promise. We have some Seth Meyers that we can probably uh, wrap up with. Um, but uh, I want to talk about this a little bit more, and then we'll dedicate the last hour to Puerto Rico. So uh, everybody, hang tight. We'll be right back with uh, more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. All of us need to stop focusing on the lobbyists and the bloggers and the talking heads on radio and KennyPick.com. Ah, banana oil. It's Tuesday, October 3, 2017. I am begging anyone that can hear us to save us from dying. Humanitarian crisis remains dire in Puerto Rico. Scale up. They need to scale up in Puerto Rico. Katrina had 20,000 federal troops. Puerto Rico is bigger than Katrina. U.S. military begins to step up its disaster response. Trump attacks San Juan mayor on Twitter from his golf club in New Jersey. Plus, General Motors announces it will start making more electric cars. All of those stories and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. I have no reaction. The, the mayor's living on a cot, and uh, I, I hope the president have a good day at golf. That sounds like a reaction to me, General Honoré, man who saved New Orleans after Katrina. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, with the horrible events in Las Vegas, I'm concerned that Puerto Rico uh, may fall off the radar of the uh, corporate media right now. How are things going down there? Well, they are improving somewhat. In the wake of the destruction wrought by Hurricane Maria, the situation remains dire for hundreds of thousands of U.S. citizens, with distribution of aid remaining the biggest problem for the island. U.S. President Donald Trump is set to give remarks in Puerto Rico later today. Journalists who have managed to reach the island's remote interior villages report that residents say they still have not seen any government relief operations nearly two weeks after the hurricane destroyed the island's infrastructure and communications. The Department of Defense has now revised upwards the number of Puerto Ricans lacking access to clean water. It's about 54 percent, a little over 1.6 million people. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers is now in Puerto Rico to begin restoring the electric grid transmission line. On Friday, the mayor of San Juan, Carmen Yulín Cruz, gave another impassioned plea for the federal government to escalate its response and cut through bureaucratic red tape. So I am done being polite. I am done being politically correct. I am mad as hell because my people's lives are at stake. 
that received an unprecedented response from U.S. President Donald Trump tweeting from his golf resort in Bedminster, New Jersey over the weekend. Trump attacked the mayor and the U.S. citizens of Puerto Rico as, quote, ingrates who, quote, expect everything to be done for them. And just to be clear, uh, Mayor Cruz has been spending the last two weeks wading through hip-deep water with waders on, trying to reach her constituent, trying to save lives uh, with a bullhorn. You heard General Honore there, who was uh, the general who came in after Katrina to, to clean up that mess, criticizing these obnoxious tweets from Donald Trump. I don't even know what to say at this point anymore. Well, the U.S. military commander who has been appointed to lead this emergency response, Lieutenant General Jeffrey Buchanan, is now in Puerto Rico. In an interview with CNBC, he agreed with Mayor Cruz's dire assessment after seeing the destruction for himself, saying he will need more troops and more equipment. Uh, do you think that we've turned a corner now on logistics, that, th- that this is the tip of the iceberg? Uh, I, I, I'd be hesitant to say that. Our capacity is growing, but that doesn't mean that, that we're getting all the right help to the people who need it. So I guess Lieutenant Jeffrey Buchanan, by Donald Trump's definition, hates the troops and the first responders as well. Private companies have also stepped up to help. Tesla, which owns solar panel and battery storage maker SolarCity, has sent hundreds of solar panels, home-sized battery storage systems, and installation teams to help restore electricity, repair damaged solar panel systems, and install new ones. German company Sonnen says it will also be installing local microgrids in Puerto Rico to help restore emergency operations around the island. Hurricane Maria exposed the vulnerability of centralized electric grids with overhead transmission lines, and that has spurred talk of rebuilding the island's electric grid to accommodate more renewable energy in a decentralized system, including community microgrids. Tom Rogers, a renewable energy expert in Britain, told the Washington Post that utility executives on several battered Caribbean islands that he has spoken to told him, quote, they would prefer to rebuild using distributed generation with storage, just trying to reduce the amount of transmission lines. Finally, some surprising news. On Monday, American car maker General Motors became the latest auto manufacturer to announce that it is making a push into electric cars, with at least 20 all-electric models by 2023. Auto industry analysts say the move was forced in part by China, which recently announced it will set a timetable for the complete phase-out of the sale of conventional gasoline and diesel cars within its borders. China intends to be the world leader in electric vehicle sales and manufacturing, and GM needs to keep up. Well, it takes a while, but... American auto companies are maybe figuring it out. You figured it out, Desi Doyen, long ago. Thank you for that. For much more on all our stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. This is Indy Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick 
on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a twenty-dollar whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com, he even talks honky. We're gonna help you out. Thank, Thank you. Have a good time. Thank- have a good time, Puerto Rico. God damn him. Uh, anyway, welcome back to the show, everyone. Siri, uh, my rage will abate at some point tonight, uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. Mm, well, I, I mean, uh, at least in time for bed, I do have to work tomorrow. Oh, um, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but of course, welcome back to the show, Mr. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello. Hi. And, of course, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C., welcome back. Hey, I just want to say don't let your rage abate unless you want it to. Um, well, I will. My, I, my, my, I my lost face, my shit yesterday. Yeah. Oh, no. Just rage against the, rage against the machine. Oh, against mm-hmm. the murder machine. Uh, yesterday, yesterday, and I want to put this out there. Um, I, I really did. Yesterday, I woke up to this news, the Puerto Rico thing. And quite honestly, the Tom Petty thing, mm. who he is so badass that he died twice. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not too soon. It's not too soon. But I did by the, you know, by around 2 o'clock, it was 2.09. I remember looking at the clock. It was 2.09 in the afternoon. And I, I texted Bob and I said, you know, I know you're coming home in a few hours. I'm not in good shape. I, I really, I just had a day where I finally had to just let myself, I had to, you know, when you're going through things, I don't know about guys, but I know, I think women will understand this, when you're going through things and Mm. stuff is really like hard inside and you know that you're a strong woman and you're a woman, so you can't, you gotta just go through it and stand up straight and push through. And it was at 2.09 yesterday when I just slumped in my chair and, um, the tears just started coming. They really did. Well, and, and you really know, hard. my my conversation with you late last night. I was stalling. I was stalling all night, starting on doing the mm-hmm. the audio for the show. Yeah, and you know, I I didn't break down or anything, but I just I just was looking at it, and every time I thought about recording any of this audio, it just made me furious. And I mm-hmm. sent you a message, and and you were you were supportive, and like you know, hey, tomorrow it looks like that might be the day for audio, and it was, it was, and I thank you for that support yeah. because I, I just I couldn't do it. I, I was so angry. I, I think um, I did it. Uh, you know, I got the audio uh, put together on my lunch today and on my breaks, and um, and and it it, it, uh, it was better that I took the night off. I I just. I, I, I did logo redesigns last night mm-hmm. for Indie Media Weekly and updated our, our, I don't know if anybody knows what Get Marcy is, but it's the thing that displays the pictures of the songs that are playing next to the chat room. I went through and I updated some newer artists that didn't have their album art and stuff and just did all, all this busy work just to not think about this stuff. And I think yeah, that was it, that was what I needed to do. And everybody deals with this shit in different ways. And, well, it, and, and, and you I, have I don't to. know if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to chance get a chance to say this later, but you know, at one point I, I said I'm done. I'm heartbroken. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I was broken last night. Yeah. And um, I had a bunch of friends 
I had a bunch of friends who came in and said the same, that they started feeling hopeless. Yeah. And um, that bothered me. That bothered me a lot. And um, I and can honestly you- say I, I, I realized I needed to suck it up. I'm still hurting. I'm okay today. But when I said to them, I had to tell, I didn't have to tell them anything, but I felt like I wanted to tell them, you know what? Tomorrow we're going to wake up and tomorrow's going to be a new day with a whole bunch of new beginnings. And it might, you know, I didn't say this, it might not be better, but tomorrow holds new promise. And it seemed like it helped other people. So I woke up this morning and, um, are you all there? Is that me? No, no, I'm, I, we're, we're here. I'm, I'm reading stuff okay. in the chat. Oh, um, I'm here. So I, I, it's just each one of us despairs or rages the way we need to. And, um, we need to be there for each other and we need to, um, tell them it's okay. And tell them we got mm-hmm. your back because I'm, I found out yesterday, you know, like you and you and Ken and, and Bob, Bob, especially, I want to say this cause I told him. I'd be a mess, and I was a mess, and I collapsed into his arms last night. And it could be because I'm a woman and you're a guy. I don't know. But um, it's, we just it, need to keep each other's backs yeah. and be there for each other. And when somebody needs us to be there for them, be there for them. Oh, in, in, It's really uh, important after the past few days. This has been a really, really bad couple of days. Well, Peter in San Francisco uh, just gave us some breaking news. In my neck of the woods, Barberton, Ohio, between here and Canton, um, uh, there's a police are investigating a report of a man armed with an assault rifle in the area of Barber Road. Police say that they have initial reports of shots fired around 7.30 p.m. Tuesday. And there's a, there was a football game at Barberton High School and Middle School. And uh, there's all kinds of reports on Twitter. It says, uh, well, they're saying all, all students are safe at the Barberton High School and Middle School, but uh, 41 minutes ago, shut down, active shooter. Um, d- dispatch call around 7, 7 p.m. that a man was walking around Barber Road uh, storage with an assault rifle. Uh, people are, uh, you know, News Channel 5 Cleveland, people in the area told to lock their doors and stay inside. You know, so. Are you okay? Yeah, that's nowhere are near me. Yeah, okay. I'm safe. Um, Barberton is, like I said, it's halfway between here and Canton, and that's about an hour and oh, okay. twenty hour and twenty minute Sorry. drive. So it's about forty five minutes from here. Barberton actually is where P.S. Mueller originally lived in Ohio. Um, I always make the joke that's where the barber shop was invented in Barberton. Um, <laughs> it wasn't tip. Uh, so uh, so yeah. So there we go. Uh, but yeah, and Cat Cat just said the same thing in the chat while I was looking on Twitter. Barberton is the pa- town where P.S. is from. Um, so, uh, anyway, well, I'll tell you what, uh, let's, let's do this. I'm going to do, I'm going to do name calling real quick. We're going to go jingle free today. I haven't done name calling. I feel like giving a shout out to my peeps right now. So, uh, hello everybody. Thank you for joining the chat. And of course, uh, your bobber half bobber in DC. What a fun time we had on Friday, uh, with the four freedoms blog, 10 year anniversary The podcast is up. I highly recommend everybody go listen to it. We had nine people on that Skype call at one point. And Velveeta Jones, I love her. She was awesome. Um, Yeah, it was great. And, and of course, Scoopster, it was fun uh, actually talking to him as well, too. Uh, But, uh, of course, our good friend Caitlin Chris is out there. Caitlin, we got to get Caitlin Chris back on the show or on uh, Mic Check Radio soon. Uh, Clinster. 
Clintster was part of the big show last Friday, too. That was a lot of fun. Psy Guy in DC. Hey, Grimmy Lee is back. Welcome back, brother. Um, uh, and uh, by the way, baby metal. They just keep getting bigger and bigger. Uh, Jay Collie is with us. Uh, Kat, my sister from another mister out of Columbus, Ohio. She was just on uh, uh, Mike Check Radio this past Saturday with the Sues. Yeah, well, Adam was at uh, Anime Weekend Atlanta. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Ken Sr., hello, Dad. Living on Long Island. Living. Uh, loving. On Long Island. Oh, you! I went Zeppelin. You went Journey. Um, that's good. Journey aren't, uh, Journey don't, doesn't steal songs. <laughs> Zeppelin does. Um <laughs> Michelle in South Florida, and I'm assuming Miles is uh, by her side, unless he is out working uh, on uh, the, you know, because I know he's been busy of late because of, um, you know, getting communications back up in uh, their fine state of Florida. Uh, Moon Mare is there. Oh, oh, double moon tonight. Uh, Moon Mare and Nova Moonlight on the program. Peter in San Francisco, President. Scooter cans. Theo, who will be on reverse calling with us, maybe slightly extended. Uh, we're working on a plan. Um, uh, Theo has a good idea for Friday. Some uh, a celebration, an anniversary, as it were, another anniversary. Um, but uh, something of historical significance. Uh, uh, and um, also, and last but not least, Trojan Rabbit joining us. And of course, Trojan was part of the show last uh, friday as well the four freedoms blog 10 year anniversary and rain did you have a fun time i had a blast i thought it was so much fun it was such a weird that and wacky show it was weird it was wacky i'm really glad that the chat room hung out for it um yeah it was but it it was real yeah i mean not that we don't do a real show but it was real and velvita yeah. is she's our vel Oh, she's great. She's she could great. give she could give the Stephen Colbert a run for his money. <laughs> yes, and I I don't see them, but I, I, I'm I think Francie might have been here earlier, and uh, I, I, Adam Hebert might be listening if he's on his way home from work. So I just want to give them shout outs as well. And I don't know if there's anybody. Thank I'm, you again for I'm Friday. Thank you so much. It was, well, I want to uh, thank everybody for uh, for making it such a smashing success. I mean, Joe, that was that was. A hell of a show for you know what we did we you know again uh scoopster was the the gravelly center of our snowball rolling downhill of guests on skype <laughs> yeah it was it was fun uh it was fun sparring with the the velveta persona <laughs> oh yes as it were oh, oh. <laughs> that was so much fun and broke hammer sneaking in the back door there he is so uh well, <laughs> and scooter, i would suggest scooter every cans. sunday if you got nothing to do go if she if she posts because sometimes she's just so disgusted with us liberals that she can't post a blog. Well, she yes. posted this 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 she Sunday did. and she was hilarious. Yes. She was. It, everybody was great. Ever it was it was a lot of fun. I love the audio clips you guys sent me. That was that was uh, uh you know it, it was just a nice little time capsule to kind of sum up the ten years uh, you know as best we could in a three hour show. I think it was a yeah, lot of fun. Thank you. So, yeah, thank you. It was a great idea. It really was. I, you know, no, you don't have to thank me at all because I love event-oriented kind of stuff, and it came together um, 
rather well at the last minute <laughs> i gotta say because you know pe- people were you know it was it, you like you said you were herding cats <laughs> trying to get everybody on skype and everything and it let's, worked out and trisec got in at the last minute that was great so uh, uh but yeah and i wasn't sure if scooter cans was there when i did the initial reading of names but he he sneaked in too if he wasn't but um uh but yeah i'm, I'm looking over the names looks like everybody's here so and of course uh, uh i don't when i do name calling i don't mention our names because we know we're here because we're on the air so <laughs> um That's true uh but uh anyway let's go ahead and uh i don't see I any, give us any an a plus i give either. us an a plus in our in our blogging and our um radio show and don't you oh, think yeah. we deserve an A plus? Yeah, everybody's oh, giving us A plus. Everybody. People say we should we deserve an A plus. Everybody's oh, saying that. I'll tell you what, that was the biggest Skype call mm-hmm. in the history of Skype calls ever witnessed. <laughs> period. Ever. Period. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's so yesterday. <laughs> it, it really was. It was actually Friday, but you yesterday. Know, yeah so yeah um but you know again it, you know it was uh definitely definitely the biggest skype call ever period so anyway all right i want to i want to play a couple audio clips one one good one bad um we'll start with the bad uh right now and it is uh the last clip um from uh an ordinary person in this scenario i'm sorry not an ordinary person we're not ordinary people Ah, and this one comes from Chief Moron, uh, the birther in chief, the racist, uh, white nationalist, uh, orange tinted uh, reality TV show game show host clown, uh, fat Donnie, sleazy Don, fat daddy Donald, uh, MAGA con, uh, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Um, this is what Trump said about the slaughter in Las Vegas. Look, we have a tragedy. We're going to do... And and what happened in Las Vegas is in many ways a miracle. The police department has done such an incredible job. And we'll be talking about gun laws as time goes by. But But I do have to say how quickly the police department was able to get in was really very much of a miracle. They've done an amazing job. Um, okay. Um, let me. Let me. Okay. No. Nothing. Taking nothing away from the wonderful people in Las Vegas and the on-duty and off-duty police and civilians, and firemen and civilian. Yeah, everybody who who helped everybody else. Uh, not taking anything away from them at all. But seventy-two minutes, the guy was shooting. And the way they found him was because he set off the smoke alarm yep. in the room he was in with all the gun smoke. And they were able to trace which room was, you know, setting off the alarm. And it wasn't a miracle. What an was a miracle was the... In 12 minutes. Right. An hour and 12 minutes. 72 yep. minutes. The miracle was the way everybody helped everybody else get out of the venue or triaged people who were wounded and put tourniquets on them. And one guy was actually, you know, collecting belts 
Yes. To, to to put tourniquets on people and adjusting tourniquets. So, you know, and people were going to get their trucks and cars and came back to the venue and drove people to the hospital, put yeah. people in their cars and in the back of their mm-hmm. trucks. That was the miracle. People okay, were that plugging was wounds with their fingers. The nightmare was the president of the United States. We have. Yeah. He's the fucking nightmare. It's a you know, miracle. Um, it, it's not a miracle. Yeah, there's no uh, there's no divine intervention. These people were doing things because they knew it was right. Unlike right. your NRA poster boys who are mm-hmm. one step away from, from all becoming murderers with their hordes of of guns and ammo. Uh, you know, Peter S. just quickly, Peter S. F. And says it says right and the blood donors. Yes. The lines were around the block. That they yeah. had to turn people away. Jesus didn't donate blood. Witness. That would be a miracle. Jesus rising and giving his blood would be a miracle. This isn't a miracle. You know this is human decency, you dumb piece of right. shit. This Another is the miracle best of humanity would be in the worst in 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 the situation where I don't know how to explain this. What we saw there was the best of us. Right. Yeah. In another the face miracle would of be, the worst of one of us. Another miracle would be having a president who had empathy for any of the victims. Yeah, well, that's not a miracle. That would be a miracle. No, I don't even think that would be a miracle because most people have empathy. It's a miracle. Uh, this president had empathy. I'm not sure if I believe in miracles. <laughs> but, but you know, I, I'm really glad that you brought that up. Because there was one one story I read. It was a it was a guy. He's a thirty three year old marine. He served two tours in Iraq. He went he went out to where all of the the trucks and all the tour buses were held, and he said, "I just went to the first truck. I was hoping to find one. The first one he found actually had the keys in it. He stole the truck. He stole the truck. He came back and he threw a bunch of people in the truck in yeah. the bed." In the cab, mm-hmm. and he took him, and then he went back. And I, yeah. I feel like you know this is not a miracle. And and again, like you said, Joe, not to take away from from law enforcement. No. But here's here's a very very simple fact. Las Vegas is a city. Any city has police officers, especially a city like Las Vegas, with so many people that come and go. They have police officers all over the place. They were and doing cameras their, too, and, yeah, and everything else. Yeah. So when he said, "Oh, you know, the fast response from the police officers," of course, there's going to be fast response. That's what they do. That's he their thinks, job. What, was he it a miracle? What was in uh, looking at the timeline too? Was it a miracle that the SWAT team waited 24 minutes before they burst into his room? He doesn't even know. That's the thing. He has no idea what has gone down. He does not know what went down. Somebody might have told him, but he didn't listen because, you know, the pictures were probably too red and bloody. The, I, the, the miracle is, is that he thinks this is a miracle. Mm-hmm. You know, he thinks that yeah. people helping other people that they don't even know, they never met before, people that were just laying there bleeding and somebody thought to take off their belt and put a tourniquet on the, ble- the, 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 the bleeding limb... To him, that's a miracle. 
would trust because he would never think of doing something like no that, he, he's a guy he, he want, he's afraid he, of he almost he almost left the guy to bleed to death uh, was it at mar-a-lago or one of his places there was an old man uh, an elderly gentleman who fell off of a stage and split his head open at some event that there were a bunch of marines at there's audio of it apparently from the howard stern show i'll try and get that for friday i just couldn't no, even but i remember from the howard it. stern show he said i don't do blood yeah, and he said he I'm was angry. He was angry. He was like, get that blood cleaned up. That's disgusting. It's disgusting that he was bleeding like that on my floor. Yeah, so anyway, it was disgusting that a, that, it's, it's that a female a lawyer would 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 uh, would stop a a, a def- deposition to to uh, give her uh, her baby breast milk. He thought that was disgusting. Hmm. But the thing the thing is, anything human to him is disgusting. And any, anybody showing humanity is a miracle. Uh, he doesn't uh, understand the difference between a miracle and being very, very lucky that a bunch of people who have empathy and who care about humanity were there that night. Yeah, he doesn't. And sadly, it, he, a lot of them are dead. He, he thinks it's a miracle that somebody would behave in a selfless manner. It's not a miracle. It's just decency, empathy, and when yes. you're in the heat of the moment, we've all been there when shit goes wrong real fast. And what do we do? I'm certain none of us run from anything when shit goes down and somebody's sick, somebody needs help, somebody, you know, I mean, everybody's, I mean, just a tiny little thing like holding somebody's hair when they're throwing up, you know, I mean, it's been done. It's not, it's not a, a miracle. It's just what we do as humans. And if you don't do it as a human, you're not human. So uh, I want to play this. I want to play this real quick, uh, and then we got. We definitely have to go to the break. Uh, well, no, no, no. Um, well, we just hit nine p.m. Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it anyway. This is uh, uh, Stephen Colbert has a plea for Donald Trump, and I, you know, I, I, I Stephen, I admire you for saying this, but don't hold your breath. Now, terrible things happen in the world. Sometimes, like today, we feel they've risen to a new level, but we cannot accept that as a new normal. This afternoon, the president called this an act of pure evil, and I think he's right. So what then are we willing to do to combat pure evil? The answer can't be nothing. It can't. This time it was a concert in Las Vegas. Last time it was Republican congressmen and their staff under fire on a ball field. Last week, Representative Steve Scalise returned to the floor and was greeted with a bipartisan hero's welcome. It was the kind of moment that gives you hope that Congress might work together for the common good. And the bar is so low right now that Congress can be heroes by doing literally anything. Universal background checks or come up with a better answer. Enforce Obama's executive order that denied mentally ill gun purchases or a better answer. Reinstate the assault weapons ban or come up with a better answer. Anything but nothing. Doing nothing is cowardice. Doing something will take courage. But you know what? It took courage for the people at that concert last night to help each other as bullets flew. It took courage for the first responders to rush in and do their jobs. It took courage for people in Las Vegas simply to go about their day today. And now, President Trump, you've said you wanted to be a transformative president who doesn't care about the way things have always been done in Washington, D.C. This is your chance to prove it. 
and I mean this sincerely, you do not owe the Republicans anything. You know the Republicans tried to stop you from being president. Well, screw them. You want to make America great again? Do something the last two presidents haven't been able to do. Pass any kind of common sense gun control legislation that the vast majority of Americans want. Because if we are facing pure evil, then by all means, offer thoughts and prayers. But think about what you need to do, and then pray for the courage to do it. Amen. Amen. Again, I love that sentiment, and I love that challenge that he issued to Trump. But don't hold your breath. If he surprises us, great. But you know what? The surprises that we get out of Trump are never the ones we want. Nah. I have no faith in him at all. Um, but, you know, Colbert has a bigger platform, and maybe he'll listen. I don't know. But um, but anyway, on that note, uh, Stephen Colbert, great job. When we come back, we're going to go ahead and uh, shift gears to Puerto Rico. Um, there'll be a lot more to say about this uh, probably on Friday, but uh, oof, that was a tough two hours, but we did it. We did it. Uh, but we'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. If you've got a chair, sit down. Relax. I, I'm not, I, got, I got some stuff to say here. Broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. Period. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an easy idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up Tonight with Kenny Pick, where it's intense tonight. It's Intensity Tuesday here on Turn Up Tonight. And, uh, of course, uh, joining me, as always on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. Hi, 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 and also uh, saying that to not be that intense. I I understand, and I appreciate that. It kind of brings me down, brings me down to earth a little bit. And of course, uh, Joe Santoris, uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. You welcome back, Joe. Scranton is here. Yes, it is, and you're getting ready for those uh, those uh, you know that light dusting of snow coming up this winter, right? As portrayed on the office. Uh, I spent. Well, I, I think uh, Ray knows this. You may, 
I spent my my day yesterday taking my lawn furniture in. Oh, uh, I, I got to do the same too. Uh, but yeah. see, I'm waiting for um, this this dude to work on my sun porch, and I'm 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 waiting for the plans. And I told him we got money. <laughs> we'll pay you. <laughs> but uh, so we'll what see is what he waiting happens. for? Does he does he know that you want to do it? now like yeah. before it snows he like came up and he, he came up and he looked at it and i was like uh, i'm just waiting i'm gonna probably bug him again tonight i bugged him this time last week so i'll probably uh work on the podcast and be like hmm, let me send evan a note um but uh, anyway all right we we are going to shift gears right now this is a we're going to start off with a slightly long Sharky. clip and this is uh is that sharky did they find that is sharky his, got a new toy <laughs> Oh, His mother just gave her a manuk toy, and he's all excited. <laughs> sounds like it also sounds like Sharky's balls dropped. Oh, they dropped a while ago. Oh, well, I'm I'm His saying he has got a little deeper. Yeah, yeah I mean, Sharky's he, a bit bigger than uh, anybody that saw him originally. Um, yeah, I mean originally. Yeah, I mean the last time I heard Sharky, it was like yep, yep. That was like woof, <laughs> woof. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's Sharky. Aww. Hello, everybody. Uh, <laughs> so and he goes uh, out on the porch now, like big dog. He goes like, "I'm here dog. in the neighborhood. I'm Look here out. in the neighborhood. Look out! Get out of my way." Coming. Okay, uh, I want to start off with this clip that uh, Rain uh, sent our way. Uh, Chris Cuomo reporting from Puerto Rico. Um, and it's a longer one. I left it uncut, um, and I think we should just listen to the whole thing right now, and then we'll uh, talk about it. But this, you know, the the CNN's reporting has been magnificent, and Chris Cuomo um, down in Puerto Rico uh, covering this was very eye opening. Very, very eye opening. Kenwell wants to tell you directly his house was destroyed. Now they have nothing. These kids' smiles betray the obvious. Everything is gone. And there's another obvious truth here in Toa Baja, just 15 minutes from the capital of San Juan. There is not enough help. So you still don't have the help you need and you don't know when you're going to get it? No. Kayla Valdez Guzman says no one has the answer for where to get help. They're trying to move back into this muddy mess. The whole top floor is a death trap. They say they have no choice. This is all that's left of the kids' toys. But like everyone we meet on the island, they're making the best of it. Houses like this were filled with water for days. Here's a picture. Everywhere you go, what was inside is now outside. Streets too often a maze of downed power lines and trees. There is progress. Cars, traffic, lines for gas are still hours long, but you can buy as much as you can carry if you have cash. Some fast food is open, as is a pharmacy with people waiting for essentials. But a reminder of the despair is always near. A soccer field, now a rancid dump, where we're told rats the size of cats come at night. But we see no government vehicles, no word of FEMA or any other agency bringing help. This was the closest thing we saw. 
juntos como pueblo lograremos levantarnos. The voice says where to go to file a FEMA claim and wishes people well. There is no cell service here. Most of the towers are down or look like this. So if you're not within earshot of the speaker, you just wait for agua y luz, water and power, like Felix and three generations of his family. Esa es la línea del agua. Okay, this is where the water was. They've been cleaning and gathering what they can, but as for help coming, he says all he's heard are rumors. Nobody's come here yet. Time is the enemy, and people like Rafael live in fear. His store filled only with the stench of rotting food. He says he wants to provide for his community, but he can't get power and water. He says we are the closest thing to outside help he's seen. Two weeks in, that's almost too much to take. So, two weeks in, CNN is the closest thing the people that at least Chris Cuomo ran into and spoke with in Puerto Rico. That was the closest thing to help they got outside of a FEMA truck with giant speakers on it saying, go file your report here. Have a good time. Fill out the forms. Fill out the forms. Have a good time. Don't forget to have a good time like like the president said. There's there's so many things that are... this, This report was really striking to me because he said that this was done 15 miles outside of San Juan. 15 miles outside of San Juan. So yeah. it's in a suburb, a suburb of San, San Juan. Sure. Today when Trump was there, he was taking he was taken around the city of San Juan. He wasn't taken outside of the city. He didn't see this. He didn't see that this is what's no. happening. And right. and I want to and here's the thing. I want to give so much credit to Cruz. I'm trying to use my Espanol, which I'm doing badly. But yeah, um, Carmen Yellen Cruz, she's amazing. She's amazing. She didn't get any credit today. But the thing is, is that nobody bothered to tell, to take Trump outside of the city to see what is happening around that entire country. Yeah. And and the funny, the funny thing is when you, when you have internet uh, and uh, okay. and, And let's put this in perspective. All right. Where Chris Cuomo was, it's like if Chris Cuomo was at my house versus downtown Cleveland. Exactly. That, that That's where he was. He was 15 minutes from from downtown, 15 miles. You know, I don't know the exact yes. how many miles. It, it might be t- only 10 miles to downtown from my house. But, um, you know, we're we're out uh, downtown. The, the streets go, you know, basically downtown is street zero. And then east to west, the, the numbers get higher. I'm around 150th. So 15, you know, streets away. So not 15 miles, I wouldn't say. But, you know, it's it, you know, it, it's not far. It, not it, It's comparable. 15 miles out any direction from a major city is not far i can't even imagine what it looks like in the countryside of puerto rico 
the mountains. Yeah, yes. mountains. Yeah. And, and if you saw the roads there too, where all the all the innards of the houses were lined up too, that looks like any street in you know any town America. Yeah. And, that's and, why I think. And, I think. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Joe. Well, again, I mean, the weekend after the the hurricane, he goes to Mar. He goes to uh, Bedminster. And golfs and picks a fight with the NFL and people who kneel during the national anthem. Yep. While people in the outskirts of San Juan and out in the country in Puerto Rico didn't have power, didn't have water, didn't have sewage, didn't even have roads. And then today he has the fucking balls to say that their truck drivers won't drive their trucks because I guess they're lazy. But, of course... He forgets they don't have roads to get to the trucks. Well, they don't have yeah. gasoline that to was get to total, total fake news. That was all more fake news that was being pushed by people like Limbaugh today. Right. There, well, there's this I, fake story that, oh, these t- the truckers are on strike because they're Democrat union people. He said but that, maybe, really? Yes. Uh, it, it, I'm yeah. paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. But, yeah, I mean, oh, this has been going that, around the right-wing uh, sphere yeah, there's that a they story have out there. There's a story out there, um, and I have to go find the the link. I, so just, I hope you all trust me. But there was a call to get the, everybody, all the all the National Guard in Puerto Rico. We need you. We need you to show up. They told them to show up at a decimated base. Whoever could show up did show up, and there was nobody there to tell them what to do. Right. Here, uh, I found the story. I found the story on Snopes. Did Puerto Rico's Teamsters Union go on strike during Hurricane uh, Maria efforts? Um, the uh, let me see. Oh, 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 oh! Would you be surprised to know that it's false? No, get out. It, it was fake news, really. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you know, so but I'm not even going to read anymore. I'll, I'll just share the the Snopes link. Everybody can read it. Uh, you know, I mean, we we have enough information going on in the show i don't need to read from that here's the other thing when trump when trump tweeted out puerto ricans don't pay attention to fake news they don't have television well they don't have newspapers they most of them don't have access to the internet or to cell phone service they don't know what's going on well, you know, uh, maybe well, he maybe saying that because they're not in the Oval Office because uh, that he seems to be the largest consumer of fake news at this point. First of all, he's whining, he's, he's whining that this is an island that's surrounded by and the logistics are so hard and everybody's saying how logistics are so hard. I remind people. In fact, my friend from high school reminded me who he was uh, a very close. He's my best friend in high school. He was a CB. He served. He went. He went to Vietnam. They flew him into the into the uh, the jungle, where there was nothing but trees. They dropped him in there. Him and his battalion had to build an airstrip out of nothing, which they did. And they used to drop them supplies every so often while they kept this airstrip open. Okay, this is what America did back in the sixties. Right. Okay. Exactly. We were able to go into you. Vietnam into a jungle. Mm-hmm. And build airstrips and bridges and roads where we didn't have any, so that we can get 
troops out there into the Mekong Delta, you know, and we can, you know, we can do these things. We could go to Afghanistan and we can set up tent cities with medvacs and 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 armor and all this stuff but we can't get to a freaking island a but joe joe there was no big water there was no big water oh yeah, this boy is, this, this is not so much it, 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 it is amazing to me the whining that's going on about the logistics get the construction battalion out there get the corps of engineers army out corps there. of engineers bingo 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 right build bridges build roads put towers up get communication going drive the freaking trucks put an aircraft carrier off the coast drop supplies into the yeah. mountains where they need it jesus christ it's i know this yeah i mean the, I get the, what about the, put some bridge layers on the aircraft carrier too because they literally have vehicles called bridge layers that will go. put down a temporary bridge and and this is this is where you know i'm gonna bring it up i don't know if we're gonna talk about it in a little while but i'm gonna bring it up today when he was down there in puerto rico he actually had the little tiny cojones and i'm trying to temper my language mm -hmm. to say you guys should be glad that this wasn't a disaster like katrina yeah yeah, I mean, well, I have. Uh, that's what that. I. He'll be yeah, that, he'll be happy to know that the death the death toll rose today to thirty four. Well, so maybe that makes is, him feel better. This is the audio the, that you're talking about right here because uh, here he is uh, jerking himself off, trying to make himself feel better. Like, what a wonderful job I've done! You should be proud that this isn't anything uh -huh. like Katrina. And of course, you know, the longer things take to progress the more people will die of i mean there are people that have only dog food to eat now that's a real dead and rotting in the mountains right yeah, now i yeah, guarantee well, that of, of course yeah that too you know i mean so you know uh, because hey there aren't bridges to get to those places. There aren't roads to get to those places. There's no infrastructure. Mm -hmm. But this is the audio you two were referring to. Mick Mulvaney is here right there. And Mick is oh, fuck uh, that guy. a judge of a thing called huh. budget. Now, I hate to tell you, Puerto Rico, but you've thrown our budget a little out of whack. Because we've spent a lot of money on Puerto Rico. And that's fine. We've saved a lot of lives. If you look at the... Uh, if it's fine, why the fuck did you say it? Did you say yeah. that to Texas? Did you say that to Florida? Of course nope. you fucking didn't, because you don't even, you can't even fucking comprehend that Puerto Rico is part of the United States. I'm convinced he didn't even know that until somebody told him. I really, really believe that. Oh, I don't think most I conservatives, think so. in, in, you know, I played that Laura Ingram clip about her years ago, you know, trashing Sonia Sotomayor because her parents mm -hmm. came from Puerto Rico. You know, but she's I an immigrant. Really she's an immigrant. That, that man did not know that was part of the United States. I don't think he does to this point. I still think he needs to be goaded into understanding. I don't think he understands. Well, it's not a state, is it? Is it a state? I don't get it. I mean, Hawaii's you know not a state. It's surrounded by big water. Is that even though that the congresswoman from Puerto Rico doesn't have voting rights in Congress? She represents 3.4 million people, which really does come down to something that's really unbelievable. Mm -hmm. She represents more people in Congress than any other 
fucking congressperson. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An entire, uh, uh, essentially a country, you know? Yes. Uh, so, but anyway, continuing with this, uh, this infantile little fucking monologue of his. Every death is a horror. But if you look at a real catastrophe like Katrina, and you look at the tremendous hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that died, and you look at what happened here with really a storm that was just totally overpowering. Nobody's ever seen anything like this. And what is your what is your death count as of this moment? Seven. Oh my God! Sixteen, yeah. 16 people certified. Mm-hmm. Sixteen people versus in the thousands. Uh, you can be very proud of all of your people, all of our people working together. Sixteen versus literally thousands of people. Uh, you can be very proud. Everybody around this table and everybody watching can really be very proud of what's taken place in Puerto Rico. Just be so proud of what's taken place. So proud of what I have not done until now and dragged my feet so much because you're surrounded by big water. Is it too soon to point out that most of the people that died in Katrina died after the levees broke? No. They died after the storm was gone? Facts are never too soon to point out. Okay, People they died de- after the storm left. Yeah. They died because the federal government didn't listen to the people, state and local, state and local, saying the levees are going to break. Yeah, First it, of all, they knew this storm was coming. God damn a it. Week I am ahead of so time. upset about this. They knew this was coming a week ahead of time. And did nothing. No one knew the yep. logistics of getting help to an island. I mean, yeah, this because, was like new to them. Yeah, cartography is a whole new ball game for the fucking Trump cult. Um, the, the the White House didn't do anything. I, you're totally on point with this, Joe. To sit there and say no one knew, they didn't care. Who knew they, it was it was was surrounded by big water? Who knew? You know, uh, they didn't care. Yeah. And the fact that the White House is putting the president out there and letting him say this stuff says to me that the people who Trump hired clearly don't care. They don't care. Yeah, I just want to read a couple comments from the chat. Brokehammer, what a sensitive asshole. Trojan Rabbit, oh, fuck you. Caitlin Chris, seriously? Moonmare, a real catastrophe? What a fucking clueless shitbag. Um, yes. You know, I, I mean, this is this is just not human behavior we're, we're witnessing right now. And again, that, The fact that he I, says real catastrophe like Katrina yeah. means that he is not acknowledging what is happening while he is in Puerto Rico, you know what he's which is doing. A humanitarian crisis. He's you, ignoring it. He. Oh my God. You, you know what he's doing right here? He's saying, "Oh look, George Bush was a much worse president than me because of Katrina. I'm the good president because this isn't as bad as Katrina." Yeah, well, that's what he's doing. He's trying to say, "Look how great I am because the, you know X, Y, and Z didn't happen." I'm not as yeah. bad as the it's other guy. It's still happening. That's it's this. I know. I know. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. And, and uh, we, we have to go to break. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to raise my voice. <laughs> no, 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 just like, but, like no, Caitlin but, just said. But Hillary knew it was an island, and Hillary also knew how hard healthcare was. Yeah. yeah. True. True. Yeah, that's true. Caitlin's you know? right. I mean. I mean. She's. Yeah. I mean, this afternoon it was 16. Now, what Joe you said, it's up to 30. 34. And it's gonna and it's, it's growing because to. there's people they don't even know yeah. because they can't even get to these people to Again. see if they're dead. 
again because so, who dragged their feet in the whole thing because of big water all right oh, um they, well well he had to pick the fight with the nfl that weekend he was busy oh yeah yeah I, i'm sure that was I, I just want to say and i hope you have the clip of of uh, uh what's his name on, on morning joe today um barnacle mm. the because he he said what I was thinking this morning when when Trump was leaving for Puerto Rico he said I can't take him anymore. I I have it I can't I have listen it. to him we'll, we'll play that we'll play that after the break Good. I do Good. I do Good. have that um, but uh, we do have to go to the break right now I, and um, we're gonna come back where uh, I've uh, that clip from Barnacle uh, we'll play after actually we play the Chuck Schumer clip in response to what we just heard from Trump. And uh, we'll briefly mention uh, Trump tossing around paper towels. Oh, my God. Seriously, he doesn't even fucking understand what's going on. Oh, I'm going to punch some shit on break. All right. In the interim, we're going to try and lighten things up and play Hallelujah, the the little Halloween song I did last year with uh, my buddy Mort and uh, Misty from Kill the Hippies. Um, and, uh, yeah, and try and come back and not punch more shit. Anyway, we'll be right back right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's, that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What, what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com Thank you very much for coming to Hallelujah, or should I say, thank you very much. <laughs> Welcome to a Hallelujah on this spooky night. Come on in and have a bite on the neck. <laughs> I think you've got a few bats in it's your head. Baby, go Mummy's running late. He goes it's wrap a up in his tomb. And the ghost say boo. It's a hallelujah. You're gonna be there too. I love you more. I was at the top of my anatomy class. I can find a vein on anybody. <laughs> Who <laughs> put steak on the buffet? I specifically said no steak on the buffet! Oh, it's not like a little steak will kill you. No, a steak will literally fucking kill me! That is the one thing that will fucking kill a Dracula, is a steak! That's the fucking fact! How could you not know this? Do you live under a rock? Why, yes I do. It's quite an ice rock, might I add. The sun is rising and our hallelujah is coming to an end. We hope you made some ooky friends. What do you mean, friends? I think you mean to say... It's a hallelujah. <laughs> and it goes say boo. It's 
Wolfman, get down from my couch, you bad boy. You'll be sleeping in the wolf house tonight. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. You are listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagon. I am Miles Lagon. We both are co-hosts of Mike Check Radio, along with host Adam Heber. I'm a little bit D&D. I'm a little bit Star Wars. Together with Adam, we cover politics and most things in the nerd universe. Join us on Saturdays from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern here on Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland! <laughs> yeah! Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C. And thank you, Scranton, Pennsylvania. And thank you, all the other fine American cities such as Las Vegas and... Uh, all the cities in Puerto Rico, 
Um, and, uh, you know, stay oh. strong. And Sharky, hello. That was that Sharky? Sharky? No. no. That, was, that was Earl. Oh, that was oh, Earl. Dropped, too. Oh, yeah. They certainly did. Until we clipped him. God damn it. Well, yeah. You know, it happens. So, uh, <laughs> all right, welcome back uh, to the show, uh, both of you, and uh, no, don't be sorry about anything. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and my apologies to everybody that, the you know, listening to tonight's show, you know, it, things are a little askew. I have been very angry all night. I think all of us can understand. Hopefully, I'm your avatar of rage on tonight's show. Um but, uh, you know, uh, we'll get back on track this Friday with how the show usually operates. But having things like this happen, like, uh, again, the negligence going on in Puerto Rico and the, the, the slaughter, the NRA-sponsored slaughter um, in Vegas, it's just... It, 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 I, would say, I would say it defies belief... But again, I will say the one thing out of all of this, I'm angry, but I'm not shocked. This is the America, the murder merchants of the GOP and the NRA have sold their souls to get to this point. You know, would it, it's, be, would it be unfair to say, because I agree with you about the angry. The thing that makes me angry right now, among many, but one thing in particular, is that I just want to walk up to people and say, I told you. I think yeah. that's what's making me really angry. I told you. We told you. We told you so. We yeah. told you this was going to happen. We told you. We warned you. We were the ones that you called libtards. We were the ones that you said that we're snowflakes. We were the ones who said, oh, you're clutching your pearls, and, you know, you need to not worry so much. We were the ones who just, you know, we, we were the ones that were the problem. Mm -hmm. we're, we told you. We told you. We told you that if this country kept going the way it was going from 2005 on, if we keep going this way, this is where we're going to end up. We told you, and here we are. We told you. We told you. And you didn't listen. You didn't listen to us because you either didn't trust us or, or you just wanted to believe your own truth. But we told you. And, and that goes back to my point, and I don't know if you guys share the sentiment, but I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked about any of this because... Like Rain said, we told you. Yeah, I'm not shocked. I'm heartbroken. I'm, I'm heartbroken. I'm I know, furious. I know I should, I'm disgusted, uh, I'm, but I'm not yeah. shocked. No, I'm not either. I'm not either. I mean, I, I'm really, I'm not, I'm not shocked either. But I would be lying to tell you. I would be lying if I told you I'm not. My, a little piece of my heart broke again. I'm heartbroken yeah. because I just wish that you'd listened, not you guys, but just in general, that oh. people would have listened, just listened instead of arguing and saying that we're wrong right out of the gate. Just listen to us and understand that, that we have listened to you. We always listen to you. But listen to us and, and realize that 
somewhere along the line, if you had heard us, this could have been prevented. Yeah. This really could have been prevented. It could have. And oh, uh, go. I'm sorry. Finish your thought. No, that's it. We told them. I don't like saying I told you so. I, it's something I really don't like doing in my life. But tonight, I want to say, I told you so. Yeah. My, have, my fellow liberals told you so. And, and we've also told, told you, you so about electing an idiot like Trump. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, for all those people that said Hillary was no better and wanted to vote for Jill Stein, uh, Susan Sarandon. But her emails... Uh, we told you so. Yeah, Susan Sarandon said, "Well, you know, I, you know. Well, I, I wonder what she's Susan Sarandon is doing for Puerto Rico now. You know, because we have an incompetent Not a idiot goddamn thing in in the White House. No, I said, I told you back then what she was going to do. She's going to sit in her mansion with her wonderful uh, uh, f- film industry health insurance and look down and and watch the world burn in the safety of the, her nice little mansion. Sure." Yeah, you know, uh, I I don't disagree at all. I mean, I, I I used to love Susan Sarandon, but after this last election, it, 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 you know, I was just yeah, oh yeah. yeah, thank thank you, Susan Sarandon. Thank you, fuck you. There you And go. I'm only I'm only using her. I mean, she's not the the, the problem. I'm using her as 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 an example of all these people who think that that a protest no, she is a problem. She's a symptom of the disease. Right. The symptom of right of what's wrong when we think that our little protest vote doesn't make no, a difference. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was a total accident. My apologies. That was literally an accident. I'm sorry. I, gotta, I, 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 I meant something. to click on on the on the chat. But it is too. I, much. I have a friend. It is. Too much. It is. I have, it a, is. I have an online friend who I've talked to for many years, and she is outspoken. An outrageous and a fierce, fierce black woman fighter mm-hmm. who went up against Susan Sarandon. And she didn't necessarily go up against Susan Sarandon, but she spoke about Susan Sarandon and and her support. She she this this person cannot stand Bernie Sanders. She mentioned Susan Sarandon, but not by her Twitter handle. Sarandon got wind of it retweeted back at her and sicked literally all of her supporters against this woman this woman is now on a timeout on twitter oh my god so she is she is a problem yeah well all of susan sarandon's friends that that she sicked on her are probably in moscow i'm just telling you you know I, i at this point sarandon is a problem because she she refuses to acknowledge she refuses to acknowledge that she has power. She has a lot of white privilege, and she has power. And yeah. um, living yeah, on so. Long Island wants to know if Jill Stein was paid in rubles. But you know, it, <laughs> probably <laughs> so. I'm not even. She was laughing. on our. She was featured on RT during. I'm the not campaign. even laughing about that. But yeah, I, 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 I mean, she was a shill for the Russian government at one point. Maybe not yep. the entire time, but God damn it, once is enough. She still is. So, she um, still denies the Russian involvement. Yeah. 
All right, so well, let's let's get to our last last bit of audio here from um, uh, because I in uh, if if you guys are okay, we might go over a few minutes uh, tonight on the show, maybe ten minutes. Um, but uh, getting back to Trump's Puerto Rico on uh, 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 visit to Puerto Rico and his comments that oh well. You should be glad that I'm not Bush and this isn't Katrina because this is so much better. What's your death toll again? What's the death toll? Oh, can you tell me how many people died again? Tell me again. I'm only the leader of the free world. Well, not really. That's Angela Merkel. Uh, but, you know, it, it, uh, what is it again? What is it again? Are you fucking out of your mind? <laughs> Chuck Schumer nails Trump to the dirty stump he crawled out of. Sitting with those in Puerto Rico who've been working day and night to help their fellow Americans in times of need, the president said Puerto Rico had, quote, thrown our budget a little out of whack, unquote. Mr. President, enough. Stop blaming Puerto Rico for the storm that devastated their shores. Roll up your sleeves and get the recovery on track. That's your job as president. I don't remember the president telling Texas that they threw our budget out of whack after Harvey or Florida after Irma. Yes, we're spending money in Puerto Rico. We're spending money to turn the power back on, to give people drinking water, and to keep life support machines working in the hospitals. And that's what we do in America. When one part of the country has trouble, the rest of the country reaches out to them and says, we're going to help you. They did it for New York after Sandy, New York and New Jersey. They did it for Texas after Harvey, and Florida after Irma, and Puerto Rico should be just the same. In Jesus' name, boogity, 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 amen. Really? A hundred thousand percent boogity 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 amen to chuck schumer because again we have a a, a, I, i use the term loosely man down in puerto rico tossing around rolls of paper towels i mean yeah okay let's talk about that for a minute or two because mm-hmm. trump was in one of the relief centers walking past Well, yeah, a church, Uh, again, relief center, but, you know, in a church and, you know, bless them for doing that. But Trump is walking past the table tables full of supplies for people to come and claim grabbing paper towels. And if anybody saw the video, he, he just was like here and he threw a roll of paper towels and it hit a bunch of people. And they were like, I didn't expect that shit. What's going on? And then somebody else started throwing it around like a beach ball. And then he did it again. I'll tell you what, motherfucker. You would have thrown a roll of paper towels at me. I would have hit you straight in your bullshit murkin on the fucking on your fucking orange head. I would have <laughs> beaned you. I would have beaned you long end of the tube right in the forehead if you would have thrown one of those at me, you insulting prick. And then, then he went on. He, what? What? He went around the tables and picked up cans of chicken and things like that, and like did the mm-hmm. price, uh, fucking prices right. Waved his hand in front of him, little Vanna yeah. White move, you know. Oh, yeah, look at what we have for you, chicken. you poor, stupid, dirty oh, people. Yeah, he did. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking for the pool report. 
Yeah, it was. Wasn't it? Oh, it was. Um, um, oh, oh. Katie Turr retweeted the pool yes. report. Yeah, Katie Turr picked up a can of chicken breast and shook it while he was shaking people's hands. Yeah, you're right. He did. He treated this like it was a freaking game show. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that's, what said, they do, that's what they do at the baseball games. When I go to the baseball games, about the the sixth inning, they come around and yeah. throw t-shirts at everybody. Yeah, it's it's crowd. not a it's not well, a t-shirt it's not a cannon. It's a fucking relief sport, effort. Sporting event. Yeah, it's. I mean, seriously, you know, does he want to load the chicken breasts into a t-shirt cannon and shoot it at people's foreheads? He's <laughs> right. insane. He's literally. I mean, and he said this he to is somebody. Not well, he's he, really a sick person. He also said this. We're gonna help you out. Thank you. Have a good time. We're gonna help you out. Have a good time. Well, this is a fucking joke like to that him. In in Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're having a great. No, I can't even remember. Yeah, I cannot similar. keep track of the things that he says that are so inappropriate. This is a fucking joke to him. Just a fucking joke. And um, all right, and, and and I think we're at that point where we need to hear that clip from Mike Barnacle from uh, Morning Joe, because yeah. uh, I, I think we're all feeling this right now. This, uh, the, yeah, the, the, about a minute and a half long. As he goes to Puerto Rico, leaving the White House, criticizing the people of Puerto Rico, uh, saying we need their truck drivers to drive. Uh, this, again, completely ignorant of the situation down in Puerto Rico and what they are capable of doing, and also saying they need to give us more help. A, a statement that one has never heard from the president of the United States going into uh, what is essentially a war zone. Yeah, Joe, you know, this is this is personal. This is not here. It, it doesn't belong to anyone at this table other than me. But watching the president of the United States just then, I was reminded again, as I am reminded nearly daily now, he ex- I'm going to pause it right there, and I want to say, you know what, uh, uh, um, uh, Bar- Mike Barnacle, your sentiment belongs to everyone here on Turn Up the Night in Indie Media Weekly. Yes. You might not be able right. to speak for Morning Joe, but you know what? You could. You, what you're about to say, you you speak for all of us. Exhausts me. I'm tired of seeing him. I'm tired of hearing him. I'm tired of wondering if he knows what he's saying or what he's doing. Well, and and that's a question I think we all had, Willie, when we heard him talking about how difficult it was to take care of Puerto Rico. What did he say? It is an island surrounded by water, surrounded by big water, surrounded by ocean. Mm-hmm. All true. All true. That's right. Big water and ocean definitely surround. I'm I'm with Joe and Barnacle. I am exhausted. Yes. When I tell you that I felt like I was on the verge of a nervous breakdown yesterday, I am not joking. One of my coworkers, um, and I'm not going to mention her name, um, but one of my coworkers, every day something comes up about Trump. The only thing she can say to me, and I do not blame her for this at all, she says, I hate him. I hate him. That's all she can say. She doesn't marinate in the stuff like like we do here. She doesn't have to elaborate. 
But she says, I hate him. I hate him. Nothing else. I hate him so much, she might say. I don't want to hate. Nobody does. I can tell you. You're not really given an option in this scenario. And, and, you know, I've known you guys for years now. You all know I don't want to hate. Oh, I know that for a fact. But, um... Well, he brings it out in me. He is exhausting. So, I'll tell you right now, I can't stand the sight of the man. Emotionally, physically, mentally. And at a certain point, what do you do with that exhaustion? When you can't yeah. get away from that exhaustion, and that's the problem. That is a problem. I can't get away from it. None of Tro- us can. Trojan Rabbit's not having the Morning Joe stuff. He says, uh, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Morning Blow. You fucking kissed his uh, pasty, flabby fucking ass. <laughs> they did. They did. That is I know true. they did. No, that's true. But that was Mike Barnacle that said that. Yes. I, I, I know they did. Yeah, that, but you know that was, what? That wasn't, that wasn't uh, Scarborough. But he's right about that. But here's the thing. He Going is. back to that country music singer who said, I used to be a First Amendment or a Second Amendment person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm at the point now, where we are getting to very close to desperate times in this nation. We need and every ally we can get at this point. That's really. what I'm saying. It, we are getting close to all fucking hands on deck. Strange bedfellows, the creepiest orgy you've ever seen. I really do feel that way. Yeah. Because what we are seeing is how badly equipped this man. What we are seeing, as opposed to what we know and what we felt coming into coming into his inauguration, but what we are seeing right now is how badly equipped he is in this office, and we are reaching. It, it's not good. It's really not good. <clears throat> no, I was. Not I was. Uh, anybody I, who comes I, around. I was about to read Scooter Can's uh, last comment, but I'm not going to. Um, so, <laughs> hug, hug those dogs? Uh, no, no, no. There's another one more recent than that. I'm not going to read it uh, on the uh, show. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to do this. Oh, We're yeah. going to do this right now. We're going to run over a little bit, but uh, Rain, uh, you know, uh, you sent this I my way. Um, I'm sorry. I meant what I said, that we need to, we're getting to a point where we're going to need everybody and anybody All hands on, who yeah. has a change of mind, who gets on board. Because um, we're in for some real hard times in this country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like them, Trojan. And, I, you know, I love Sure, Trojan. yeah. Have your moments of righteous indignation like I had about the country singer that was like, oh, that's all it took was, you know, 59 people dying before your very eyes to... You know, give up on your wet dream of the the you know owning every kind of gun under the sun. Um, you know, yeah, that's all. It's all. When she yeah. comes down, we're going to need all the allies we can get. And Trojan yeah. would be happy to know that Joe Scarborough blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> oh, so there, yes. really? But I watched it. Yes, he did. He blocked me on Twitter. Wow. To this day, he holds a grudge. Hey, Dinesh D'Souza blocked me. Oh well, you you got and and Roseanne from the Roseanne oh. show, yeah. 
Uh, well, you'd be happy to know the mayor. The the mayor of San Juan just said that throwing paper towels at people <laughs> is not in the American spirit. No, she no. She just said that. Yeah, she just said that. God damn it! Well, I love you know, that and woman. I I'm sorry, Rocky Mountain Mike. She became Rocky, the first woman president. Well, uh, that could be awesome. But I, I got to say, Rocky Mountain Mike had a funny comment. He's not here right now, but he said uh, Trump was throwing out paper towels to the crowd in Puerto Rico because he wanted to remind them that he was the quicker fucker upper. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so that was good. But anyway, I want I want to play this audio. Rain, you sent this uh, uh, my way, and thank you so much. You did a lot of good research for uh, audio for the show tonight. Um, uh, Seth Myers. And uh, this is all about Trump and Puerto Rico, and we have this in three parts. Uh, there, it was a very long video, but I got the first uh, like four and a half minutes of it, and it was uh, it was uh, Seth Meyers is in the first part, and then uh, uh, one of his writers, Jenny Hagel, who's actually Puerto Rican, um, had a little bit of a response, uh, but. Let's listen to uh, Seth Meyers' setup here. Every week, it seems like we've seen Donald Trump at his worst, and every week, he finds a way to sink lower. And now, with his response to the crisis in Puerto Rico, we are witnessing once again the very real consequences of electing a lazy, ignorant racist as president. For more on this, it's time for a closer look. The scale of the humanitarian crisis in Puerto Rico cannot be overstated. Over three million U.S. citizens living there have been without power. More than half the population doesn't have access to clean drinking water. Food is scarce, roads are damaged, and gas has been in short supply. And yet our president seems to know only one thing about the situation, that Puerto Rico is an island. It's on an island in the middle of the ocean. It's out in the ocean. This is an island sitting in the middle of an ocean. And it's a big ocean. It's a very big ocean. This is an island surrounded by water, big water, ocean water. Water. The whole thing's like getting a situation report from a cartoon caveman. But it's not fair to keep harping on the fact that Trump is dumb. Let's not forget, he's also lazy. The day after Hurricane Maria made landfall in Puerto Rico, Trump jetted to New Jersey to spend a long weekend at his private golf club. The sense of urgency didn't begin to penetrate the White House until Monday, when images of the utter destruction and desperation and criticism of the administration's response began to appear on television. So Trump literally needed the TV to tell him to help Puerto Rico. It did. He, well, no, not it did. He did. He needed the TV to tell him he was a piece of shit. And then mm-hmm. he went down there, and unfortunately, he's still a piece of shit. And <laughs> fortunately, the TV is still saying you're a piece of shit. Um, but uh, you know, it, it, this it, there was another bit that was a little bit more visual about a golfer that I cut out from this. But uh, the uh, unless you guys have any quick comments you want to make before I get to the next part, Seth Meyers hands it off to Jenny Hagel, um, and yeah. uh, uh, this is this is pretty amazing stuff. And by the way, anybody who uh, can speak Spanish, listen up. There might be some curse words coming up that only you can understand. <laughs> so, uh, but here here's part two of uh, a closer look from Seth Meyers. Trump's acting Homeland Security Director made things worse when she called the recovery effort a good news story 
And when she heard that comment, the mayor of San Juan was understandably frustrated, pleading in interviews and press conferences for more help and a greater sense of urgency for the people of Puerto Rico. And in return, Donald Trump did what any leader would do. He berated the people begging him for help. President Trump is attacking the mayor of San Juan in a barrage of early morning tweets. The mayor of San Juan, who was very complimentary only a few days ago, has now been told by the Democrats that you must be nasty to Trump. Such poor leadership ability by the mayor of San Juan and others in Puerto Rico, it's another tweet, who are not able to get their workers to help. They want everything to be done for them when it should be a community effort. Everything? They want electricity and drinking water, not Rihanna tickets and a new Tesla. (laughs) Now, obviously, many Americans are angry about the president's choice to lash out at the mayor of San Juan instead of focusing on hurricane relief. But no one is madder than Puerto Ricans themselves. One of our writers, Jenny Hagel, is Puerto Rican, and she's here to comment right now. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you, Seth. Uh, First of all, can we see a clip of Mayor Cruz being nasty, please? When you're drinking from a creek, it's not a good news story. But you don't have food for a baby. It's not a good news story. Damn it, this is not a good news story. This is a people are dying story. This is a life or death story. If you think that's nasty, you've never seen a Puerto Rican woman get mad. <laughs> she didn't even throw her shoe. <laughs> you don't believe me? One time during a parent-teacher conference, my mom told my teacher to go to hell. And my teacher was a priest. <laughs> Oh, look at that. Look at that. We gotta, give, gotta give her a rim shot for that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, how, how how prescient was that? Uh, prescient. She was like, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, she she didn't even throw her shoe, but Trump went down there and threw paper towels at people. Huh. And if you watch that <laughs> video, seriously, if you watch the video of Trump throwing around paper towels, people, they, they like were like, oh, what the fuck? You know, when he threw the first roll. And they were like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll toss him around like a beach ball for a second. And then they were like, well, I guess he wants us to keep him. I mean, it was, it was, it was madness. Madness. It was, what, bread, what is it, bread and, no, bread and circus or? Yes, bread 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 and and circuses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bread and circuses. Well, you know what it was like it was like uh when when the uh it was like in game of thrones like when the king uh you know threw coins down and watched the, yeah. the peasants diving for the t- and you know laughing at them because oh look at them diving for pennies or whatever the hell he was throwing that's what it reminded me of like here peasants fight over the paper towel yeah well those peasants were not puerto rican women no, well, I don't know. I'm not kidding. I I've met, and I, this is what I loved about this. It looked I, like a lot I, of dudes in that crowd. <laughs> it looked like a lot of dudes in that crowd. Oh, they you. probably brought them down from from Washington. You know, they reminded me of uh, I don't know if you remember the 2000 election when they were counting the the chads and they had the uh, the Brooks Brothers suit uh, riot. Roger Stone. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. That Netflix yeah. documentary. Yeah, well, that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> like when they brought those people down from, uh, they all had, surprisingly, they all had iPhones, if you noticed, and they all had cell reception. And they were all dressed very nicely too. 
Yes, yes, and they didn't look like they needed any paper towels. No, I mean there were there were some clean like polo shirts in that crowd. Yeah, yeah. and the people in the in the Chris Cuomo uh, piece that Rain sent along, um, mm-hmm. nobody was wearing yeah. a clean polo shirt. They had muddy Crocs. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean the the kids uh, carefully walking across the floor, and I don't even think there are Crocs. They looked like slippers from a hospital and they were they were carefully walking across the the cement pad of their home so they didn't slip as they carried like you know heavy items from the house to one from one part to another the, yeah, i didn't all, even think all, to judge that audio but or that video but damn it but, well no yeah i mean well we're gonna know we're gonna know if we start seeing images from that pop up on twitter yeah i mean the people that like i said he yeah, threw the paper towels to the crowd and they all just kind of like oh what the hell i don't need paper towels yeah. you know it, it wasn't like you know people were you know again you know well, the, the first thing. time here's he the threw them, the first time he threw those paper towels people the first instinct was to bat them around like a beach ball at a nickelback concert you know, yeah, they didn't even know what he was doing. Nickelback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, I mentioned yeah. Nickelback. I know it's been a traumatic show uh, tonight, and <laughs> it's it's really wrong for me to bring up Nickelback in this. It's just wrong. Next but thing you know, I'll be talking about them. Darius Rucker. So go ahead. He kept throwing them like here, and I don't watch the Game of Thrones, but he did. He kept throwing them like, who's going to catch this? Once again, he has no empathy. He has no understanding that this is not fun. None of this is fun for anybody. I was waiting for him to throw a can. Well, no, the thing is, the thing is, Rain, you you were right in the first place, because what Joe mentioned from uh, Game of Thrones, it is bread and circuses. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. a a superficial uh, means of acceptance or, you know, it's like, oh, look at this little, little crumb I'm giving you. Now you love me. That's what it is. That's the bread and circuses part, you know, and, uh, you know, in, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a common trope, but you would never expect to see it in real life from, the resident in the White House going down to <sighs> Puerto Rico. You would never fucking expect that. But anyway, um, so we don't go too long. Let's listen to the last clip from uh, uh, Jenny Hagel, a writer for uh, Seth Meyers' show. This one, again, for our Spanish-speaking uh, friends out there, you're going to want to listen to this. Also, here's how I know that's not nasty. She didn't even switch over to Spanish, because that's when you know you're in trouble with a Puerto Rican woman. <laughs> If Mayor Cruz ever goes full Puerto Rican on you, tú vas a pedir a Dios que Kim Jong-un te mande la bomba. <laughs> I actually know what that meant. <laughs> you might be thinking, well, if she didn't get that mad, maybe she's not Puerto Rican. But you know how I know she is? Because she's in the middle of a storm and she still looks good. Look at those glasses. Look at them. Look at those glasses. Meanwhile, you look like a hurricane hit you on a normal day. Mira, quit calling Mayor Cruz nasty. That's not the word you mean. You mean non-compliant. 
You're mad because Bingo. you were challenged by a woman of color. Mm-hmm. You're mad that a woman of color is more compassionate and better at her job than you because you don't like us. And I know why. It's because we have the thick, wavy hair you so desperately crave. <laughs> <laughs> I lose more hair in the shower in the morning than you have on your whole head. (laughs) You zanahoria arrugada. So remember, if you know what's good for you, don't step to a Puerto Rican woman. You can't handle it. Gusano parlante con cara de dragón y manos como una muñeca fea. Holy shit. Amen. Wow. Amen. And we'll also give her... That uh, I have more, uh, I lose more hair in the shower every morning than you have on your entire head. That is great. I actually lose more hair in the shower than he has on his entire head, and I'm not Puerto Rican. I just <laughs> happen to have a lot of hair. So I have an advancing hairline. It's going to hook up you with know, my I said, eyebrows I said in one the day. Chat- I said in the chat, I, I've seen Puerto Rican women pissed off. I mean, I've got Puerto Rican friends. They oh, I do too. Me. They scare me. Scoop, uh, Scooter Cans came in and said, I've seen quite a few German women pissed off. Now, I, I consider myself German-American. Yeah. Puerto Rican women still scare me. Well, Susan, like when Susan they get pissed yeah. off, they throw shit. They do not. They Oh, my God. Uh, let me let me tell you a quick anecdote real quick, and this is from when I was a young man in my twenties, and I, I I will say I was not so worldly at that time. Okay, and this is again th- this is um uh just white ignorance. I'll chalk this up to that. But I worked at a, a at a place, and I worked with a Puerto Rican uh woman, young woman. And we were talking. We got along fine and everything. You know, we, we just chatted up about whatever. And at one point, I uh, said to her, I said, hey, are there any good Mexican restaurants in town? Oh, no. Oh, no. And she said, she said, I'm not Mexican. And I said, I didn't mean to say you were uh you know i mean oh my god and i thought i was just gonna fucking perish that day uh that's hilarious i I mean but you know again i was a young man uh, i was ignorant but i learned my lesson that day because i'll tell you what if if looks could have killed if she had weaponized that look and gotten a patent (laughs) and the nra had pushed it through congress um i would be dead i would be dead uh <laughs> because uh yeah that was uh you know again just white ignorance you know just a a a, a ignorant young 20 something dude and uh yeah hey so do you know a good mexican restaurant oh oh no you know it was <laughs> it was bad you look like a nice Mexican girl. Oh. No. You piss them off? Uh-uh. Well, I mean, you know, and it goes to the insensitivity and, you know, uh, just ignorance. Again, and I, w- I was ignorant at that point, too, you know. Uh, uh, I'm not going to deny it. I, I think I- I'd like to think I've come around. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, in 
anyway, so that was my quick little anecdote. But yeah, <laughs> so uh, uh, let's go ahead and wrap things up I can right see now. That look. I think that look is genetic. It was. It was. It, it probably was genetic, but it also <laughs> was it, again righteous fury, like I've had tonight, for my reasons. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, granted, um, you know, no lives were lost in in with my ignorance, um, but uh, you know. Uh, it still was ignorance and ignorance needs to be addressed and you need to change and make yourself better. Uh, so, all right, I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and wrap up the show right now. Uh, Joe, what do you have on the way out of the program tonight, sir? Well, not much, but I, I, I have to say it was a, a fun show. Uh, and um, <laughs> fun is a intense. word. It was yeah. a fun show. It was intense. We got our we got our uh, frustrations off. Yeah. And uh, I just I just hope that uh, we get rid of this guy soon. That's all I can say. He's got to go. I feel like Barnacle. I can't stand this man anymore. From your lips to whatever's ears, <laughs> it is. It's like it is fatigue. Yeah. I mean, it's just fatigue with this man. And and uh, at the very least, I hope we we elect a Congress next year that'll that'll get rid of this guy. We you shall know? see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll because see. it is it's too much. <laughs> and uh, seriously, the, when I played this earlier. No! total accident because i was i i have two two uh mice i suppose because i have one mouse on both computers so they're mice and i accidentally uh tried to click over to the chat room and i played that when it was something very serious going on and i'm like no 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 i didn't mean to play that i seriously didn't mean to play that so but it fit these are the dangers of live radio folks all right rain what do you have on the way out of the program i guess all i have is that yes he's exhausting um and like i shared with you earlier he's heartbreaking uh mm -hmm. embrace embrace each other when you find out that one of your fellows fellow members of the resistance is tired and exhausted give them a pillow and said yeah and tell them i'll pick it up i'll take it until you can come back yeah and just be there for everybody because and you did you did that for me last night and i i can't thank you enough we just we just have to do that we have to do that we have to listen to each other yes we have to listen to a man who has no empathy who doesn't even i, I think that we're giving him too much credit when we think that he's doing this because of this this and this I don't think he knows what he's doing. I think he's under so much stress that he can't even begin to think about what he wants to do. So he just sounds like uh, he sounds like a a dumbass person who no. is trying to give a he's trying to give a, a book report of a book he never read. It, it's like he's going to a tropical island, and uh, you know he thinks it's like he he can't picture going to a tropical island without just having a, a good time and you know yeah. uh partying in the streets he's, he's way out of his league yeah 
He he's way out of his league. And I know it's doing a lot of damage to our country. But we need to be there for each other. We need to sit there and say, we resist. This is not normal. And and one of us, when whenever one of us says, I am too tired. Just like I said, give them a pillow and said, and tell them, it's okay. I got you. Or somebody else has you. Until you get some rest, and you're ready to wake up again and get back at it. Because and, and this also, is where we are. This is yeah. serious shit. And also, please remind Trump of this. Forget it, Donnie. You're out of your element. Donnie, you're out of your element. Yeah, he's out of his element completely. So that's what I have tonight. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate it, Rain. I appreciate it, Joe. Uh, I don't have much else to say. Um, Avatar of Rage, I think, is the name of tonight's show because uh, Adam Hebert suggested that in the chat room, everybody. So uh, that's what we're going to do. Yes, this has been. It's perfect. Avatar of Rage on Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. This October 3rd, 2017 edition. See everybody on Friday. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Woo! We're not ordinary people. <laughs> We're morons. <laughs>